Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. Transmit live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. Hello. What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. We're then going to talk about each guest, uh, give our opinions, the talking points, this, that, and the next. Um, but first, Kamar's going to read over the new Patreons. I would love to read over the new Patreons, Matt. Thank you very much. There are no new Patreons. Awesome. Excellent. It's a tough week. Supply chains. <laughs> but I want to take this opportunity to give a shout out to C. Scott. He messaged us, and we got mentioned on another podcast. Which one? What's this podcast about? Interesting. It is interesting, because <laughs> all they do is shit on podcasts. Oh, perfect. It's like us. But they did not shit on us. They just said they wish they had done it. No way. Mm-hmm. There's no way they didn't shit on us when all they do is shit on podcasts. I know, podcasts. that's the weirdest part. It was really strange. Send me the link. I gotta, I gotta fucking see I will, this eventually. I will, I that's will. a really great idea for a podcast, actually. Show it to see Scott. Not just shitting on other podcasts, but like a podcast where you explain what other podcasts are. Oh, they like play that. clips and then shit on them. It's did they, it's did pretty, they play any clips from us? They did not. They, they admired... Uh, There's no fucking way. I'll play it for you. Okay, that's see interesting. Scott. That's Shout very, out. very interesting. Anyway, Kamar, how was your week? Uh, it feels like things are going back to normal, you know? Don't Does know, it? The population's uh, almost fully vaxxed. They did the show on Tuesday. I don't think that matters. The Senators, 100% vaxxed. I don't even 30% of the players out with COVID. Yeah, yeah, clearly like... Get ready for shot number three. Oh, get ready for shot number 12. This shit ain't going nowhere. Um, I watched uh, I watched that Atlantis documentary. Have you watched that? Atlantis? Atlantis. <laughs> Alanis Morissette from, from Ottawa. Well, I know I went to school with her, but uh, no, I didn't watch it. Nor, it do, actually I, nor do I plan to. You knew she took her teacher on tour with her, Jocelyn Rayom. Yeah, my teacher. She took your teacher. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, well, my, I my drama teacher. teacher. She took her on tour with her. Yeah, she became her tour manager. Interesting. Yeah, but it's 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 her blow up was like you know from the from nothing six weeks later. Uh, world superstar. But she's an interesting one too because then she fell into obscurity. Never. Alanis, yes. Oh no, she got f- kind like semi-famous off Never Too Hot, Never well, Too That's cold. what I'm saying though. She that's was a one hit. talking about. Well, well, no, they talk all about that, what happened in there and like it's pretty um, damning about that part of her life. I mean, like that only made her famous in Canada. I think Never Too Hot was like on MTV and it shit. It got big. Yeah. But what she was saying is she she was like 15 when she did that. Yeah. And when she blew up, she was 20 years old. But in between that time, she said, I don't want to sing about this teeny bopper stuff. <clears throat> she wanted to sing these songs where she enunciates every word really crazily, or but from the heart. And she got dropped. She's like, no, you got to do the teeny bopper stuff. And it ended up every, everyone was wrong. She ended up going with this label, like walked in the guy's office. and Interesting. And she hired uh, these four guys to be the band, like from an ad in the paper. So they just show That's up. That's insane. Do, do you know what I mean? And one of the guys is the drummer of the Foo Fighters. But they were talking about how 
they got so fucked up that Guns N' Roses, the guitar Slash, called them up and said, I heard you guys are partying harder than us because they didn't care. Like, world rock stars, no one knows who they are, and all the people at the show are girls. Oh, yeah. That's very interesting. They talk, and, and it was a big deal. Like, she found out and oh, it See, that's a sweet fan where you're like, I'm Alanis's drummer, and like, no one knows your face. It's, it's not even Alanis Morissette and the. Yeah, no, it's, it's just, <laughs> I'm Alanis Morissette's drummer. You don't know my face. And they're, uh, yeah, it's really crazy, just that overnight thing. And wow. because it's from Ottawa, like, she's the second biggest selling woman of all time ever. Alanis Morissette and the Anks. Whatever. That, that would be good. Yeah. Behind. She's the who's the biggest? I think, I think Dolly Madonna, Parton? maybe oh, Madonna. Madonna. Yeah, I think maybe Madonna. I was gonna say Madonna. Which she signed to her label, Maverick. Wow! But it's crazy that she was twenty. What is this on? HBO. Oh, Crave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. It's, it's actually really interesting, man. I. Uh, so that, that was your week. And and have you guys watched Arcane? No. Yeah, Anyways. my son's watching it. It's all right. It's from the um, League of Legends world. I think it's video game turned show. Yeah, so it's like the backworld story of League of Legends. And you enjoy this? Not gonna play the video <laughs> game. No, but the, the animation's really good. Oh, okay. And I was not gonna play the video game. I was describing okay. it as it's a it's a typical, uh, you know, the uh, the someone has to rise like good and evil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hierarchical no. archetype. Archetype. It's a total archetype. Like you get. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. But it's Japanimation. And the the heroes are girls, and when they grow up, they they really draw them hot. <laughs> Jesus, the grown up girls are very they, and they even, draw them hot. And the guys, you know what I mean? It's a cartoon, so it can be sort of crazier. Yeah, in real life. Yeah, and if you go on social media, there's girls who actually dress like the girls. Are they showing a lot of like male genitalia on this? There's no cartoon? genitalia. It's, it's Japanese. It's, it's you quite can't show that shit in Japan. It's quite violent. You can show tentacles that look like a cock. Shooting what looks like jizz all it's, over it's what is violent, a face. And uh, yeah, fell into it. That was my week. Simon, how was your week, sir? What's my grinding week. your gears? My let's let's have it fine. out. Um, there are definitely some people who shouldn't have a license. Fifty percent of the people on the it's, road. It's One crazy. I mean, that's for different reasons. I mean, no, those people shouldn't have licenses too. But just in general, like, and I implore everybody out there the fucking 10 people who listen to this show. When you're out driving your car, be aware of what's going on around you. Like when you're stopped at a red light, just take one second, because that's all it's, not even one second, a millisecond, just kind of look left and look right and just see where you're at. See if you're like blocking an off-ramp or blocking an on-ramp or, you know what I'm saying? These are like those common courtesies that, that fucking eyebrow. Are you sure you're one of the good drivers? (laughs) Like it's I, them, not you. I know I'm one of the good drivers. There's no fucking doubt about it. I've driven all over this this world. Not quite. But I've driven in a lot of different places. I have no fear of driving. Do you the people who are bad drivers, fear of driving. Mm-hmm. The passing lane was dri- is what drives me the craziest. <clears throat> That's when my want, like... When they want to be the law? <laughs> yes. There is nothing, like, to me, like... At, oh, it, it's infuriating. Yeah. That's exactly what I say. What are you, a cop? Like, Do you flash your high beams? Yeah, I'll do car. that. Yeah, I'll be aggressive. aggressive. Yeah, Get the aggressive. fuck out of the way. Like, this is the passing lane. You're not passing what anyone. What if they have a thing of boxing gloves? Then you don't do anything, right? A polite flash is just saying, bro, I'm oh, trying dude, to... Dude, they probably just gave him a polite do you, honk. Do you flash? 
I very rarely will yeah, flash. Bullshit. I bet you're fucking shit's no broken. No, I don't. Up someone's ass. I very in the past, rarely like flash. Like, Not away. up someone's ass. I'm never, I never ride anyone because that's dangerous, and but it, I will give you a flash. Like, bro, you're doing 110 in the go, fucking passing go. lane. Like, what are we doing here? Ooh, bitch, get yeah, out get the, the fuck out of the way. It takes a lot for me to honk, too. I that's what I was going to get just, at. You know. Because I've had, Mar- I've been in the car when Mary's driving, and she's like, "This guy's on my ass," and I'm like, "You're in the passing lane." She's like, "I'm doing 110." I'm like, "That's not the fucking point." Like, just stay in the middle. Yeah, get the fuck out of the way. Anyway, Simon, that's it for you. That's People just- should just stay in the middle. That's the fastest lane on the Queensway in Ottawa is the lane the farthest to the right. That doesn't make any sense. I'm telling you. Yeah, well, no, but but cars, are, cars are coming on the on ramp and getting. That's off a here. that's a wrong. That shouldn't be the being case. an hassler. That should be stay in the, the middle lane. lane. Stay in the middle lane. Simon? Anyways, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. It was a pretty fucking uneventful week. Um, yeah, I got nothing written on my hand. I know we did a paid ad for them, but I'm going to give them some additional play. Operator, I started it. It is pretty good. It was okay. I mean, I'm wow. now on episode three where they demand a subscription, so. What? Oh, that's going to happen? Wah, oh, wah. wow. Well, I'm going to I, have to edit this part out. I don't know if that. It's a tease? I don't know if that I know. means I have to wait the week for the next episode because it hasn't been a week I doubt yet, it. so I don't know. That's or interesting. That's very interesting. Or if it's after oh, it's three, yeah, after yeah. three, you have to then we sign you. up. I I hope that it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, this is the bonus you would get if you were to pay. You would be yeah. able to listen to them all at once. You don't have to wait the week. Kamar, do you remember what Chappelle's was called? Chappelle's special? His podcast. Uh, no. Is it Midnight something? Has Midnight in the name? Because I noticed that Chappelle has a podcast on Spotify. It's gotten on Spotify. So my question, what I was it thinking was, exclusively was, on. I know. Uh, so my question is, maybe they realize like these aren't the numbers that we should be getting. We should just give. I don't know. Even Dave Chappelle can't be behind a paywall. Uh, that's what a podcast should be about. Is all those companies that, like, whatever Spotify paid Joe is one in a million that pans out. Yeah. And they're handing out crazy money right now and it's happened, you know, to go nowhere. Yeah. Like uh, Quibi. Like Quibi. There's a lot of podcasts, like, thought they'd be networks, you know what I mean? Pay people a lot of money. You come over, all your listeners, and... Well, you don't fucking know what these companies are making. Are you, like, hip to the jive on what fucking Wondery pulls in a week? I have I have no idea about Wondery, I'm but... I'm sure I, they're killing Luminary it. was the one. That I, was I, I think Luminary, that's what yeah. uh, Chappelle is on, but... When they say uh, how much it costs to join keeps having. Yeah. Well, Simon, I'm glad that uh, I brought it up. And then I'm glad that you uh, shat all over one of the sponsors. That is wonderful. That, that is great. That's num- how we should be doing this. Shit, man. Episode number four, yeah. I assume, the one I can't listen to yet. Yeah, is the where it just wraps everything up in a tidy No, 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 no. I think it's like a 10 thing series. Anyways, okay. but it's the one where they're going to let you listen to the uh, online porn. Oh, so it's behind you, a paywall. Have you ever phoned a no. Um, no. Sex, line? sex line before? I wish. I can't I say I have say either, that. but I'm very interested. After listening to this, the first three episodes of this, I'm like, I got to know how these dum-dums got hooked. What's on the other end of the line? What is there? it that these girls are saying that is better than porn? Like what I want to know is- Does this only work in the olden days or is this something yes, that's going on Yes, it only works in the now? old days. Well, no, it probably goes on now because people are like lonely it's, and shit. It's not. It's only fans. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, but it's not yeah, the same. They message right you. They message the you. They only don't thing, talk to you. Only fans. They talk to you. You absolutely you can, can get them to talk to you. If you pay enough money, 
Because I, I, yeah. I listened to a whole fucking thing on OnlyFans, a document, not a podcast thing. And yeah, it's like there are so many different levels to it. And people are paying. And people my are question paying. is when you're talking to them, can you go gonzo? Or do you have to sit through five minutes of like horseshit? Gonzo. What do you mean? I mean, like, when when they answer the phone, can I immediately be cock in my hand, like, I want to fuck your ass? You know what I mean? Or, yeah, they, sure or is it like something, do you have to ease up. in, like, well, I'm wearing lingerie well, and now I'm taking off a sock? When you do listen to the first three episodes of this for free, yeah. you'll find out that there are two different numbers. There are 1-800 numbers and 1-900 numbers, I believe. The 1-800 numbers are under, like, um, federal legislation where the 1-900 numbers aren't. Mm-hmm. So on the 800 numbers, because I guess you were paying, I, I don't, I, it wasn't because you paid for both of them. But you could say, you know, um, the girl could say, I want to suck your big fat dick or whatever. Sweet. Yep. I'm in. I'm in. over my face. They could say penis. They could say vagina. They could say whatever. But on the 800s, On the 900 numbers, you couldn't say anything. And that's where they apparently had to get really creative. And they'd say things like, um, you know, um, come eat my peach. It's very luscious. But you couldn't say penis. You couldn't say vagina. And yet they were still making tons of money. Like that's how desperate some of these people were. The deal was the 800 numbers showed up on your bill Mm -hmm. as um, sex for hire. The 900 numbers could show up as... um, Telecast Inc. Thank you. Yeah. Anyways, very interesting. Sorry, go ahead, Kamar. Do they still exist? That well, this is what I'm wondering because I I don't think so now with like something like OnlyFans. Why on earth? And I wonder how yeah. much they'd be because it was like 99 cents a minute or 3.99. It was so a expensive. Yeah, you couldn't justify that. And anymore. they were they oh, were the first oh. ones to I mean, maybe you could. the like. What's so interesting about this podcast too? It's really good. I didn't mean to disparage it because yeah, the first three <laughs> episodes were really good. But they were talking about Back how the guy who was like the back end dude was like this super genius and he was making like algorithms before algorithms were even a thing and they were the ones who first started a voice authentication that was where you could use your voice as a signature so this guy didn't even need to be in the porn industry he he could have been like making trillions maybe not trillions this was just a guy who worked for him like yeah yeah he's probably is a billionaire of the company anyways but it reminded me of, because uh, at one point in my life, I used to do telemarketing. Yeah. and As every um, good young man our age did. The God, boiler room. But just a really, well, I mean, that was a kind of a good, it still made it look too um, <laughs> snazzy, luxurious. You yeah, know? We get into that in this, uh, this week's episode. But um, yeah, it just reminded me of that with like the uh, voice authentication because like that's such a dirty business and there used to be such crazy, stupid scams that like you're preying on old people. Well, and whoever people who don't even understand what a, cause who knows what a voice authentication is. So you would be like, um, <coughs> do you agree Excuse to me. pay this? And then the person might like wait and you'll say their name and they'll go. Yes. And that's a voice authentication. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? That's mm-hmm. as good as a signature. Like nobody was looking close enough. I don't think again, just like this, I think it was a totally unregulated. Uh, I get at least yeah. a text or message a week from someone with money for me. You know what I mean? Like, 
Dude, I, I don't answer three quarters. Talks, three like, quarters of the calls I get are scam calls. There's a hundred. Oh, text, I just text. Not even. Call I have anything. the FBI after me or whatever. Interpol. Yeah. No. Uh, CSIS. Yeah. Because apparently I tried to bring in a package that had some suspicious goods in it. So. If I don't show up one week, guys. Yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, okay. you might have to take some money that and try and bail stop. me out. Okay, well, you know we will. Um, How's your ring, Matt? Well, oh. I don't want to harp on it. I don't want to spend too much time because we'll talk about it in the post, Joe. But Simon and I went to see Rad. Oh, yes. Oh, fucking Rad. We should talk about it right well, now. No, we're, I'm going to talk about one thing that's been just stuck with me for the whole week. This that was a hipster song? movie the boys went to no, go no, see. No, 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 no. No, so we went to see... When did it come out? 84? Did we decide that? Because you it, and I it looked was, up... It was something like 80 something. Okay, whatever. Sure. It was originally a BMX movie from the 80s that was made by cocaine. Um, there's a lot to talk about, but the thing that stuck with me the most is, Simon, there's a scene... That, so the second time they've gotten wet... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On their sexy BMX trips... Okay. They're, they're in a cabin. So wait, just... just hold, okay, just, go ahead. Just to give the audience some reference they got wet because they went on a water slide in their clothes in the fall might i add yeah it's like not it looks the, really cold out. Yeah. sorry go ahead matt no no that's a good point though so they went down this water slide fully clothed <laughs> fully clothed in looked... in the fall yeah <laughs> this is what i'm saying cocaine made this movie we'll get to that later they, they end up in the water for the second time during their sexy bmx ride which is just heinous yeah, this time they decided to jump off uh, an embankment a and do like three sixty a lake. Yeah, sorry, that's fine. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. Now at this point, there's a shot of the two of them, the guy and the girl. They're in a shitty cabin. The window is propped open, which makes no sense because they're trying to warm up. So they have the window propped open. You can see a lovely truck outside. They're sitting over a fire, and on that fire is a pot with boiling water. And then two jaggedly opened cans. And this is the only line of dialogue. And this stuck with me all week. This is the only line of dialogue. And it's from her. She says, I can't believe you emptied out two perfectly good cans of beans so we could make hot chocolate. You forgot with river water. With oh, Sorry, with river water. Yes. <laughs> yes. They use the cans to hold the hot chocolate for them to sit. Yes. The, the whole thing is crazy. Like, if you really want to dissect the scene. There's no cell phones. They're it's in this little thing trying to stay warm. Her truck is way warmer. They pump the fucking heat in that thing. Yeah. Also, they, emp they had cans of beans with yeah. them. She definitely had water bottles in the car. She's a well, this is pre-water bottles. Rider. There's no water bottles back then. But either way, I just There's wanted no to leave every... water bottles back then? What are you talking about? Bottled water wasn't a thing in the oh, early yeah. No, 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 no. Like that went oh, on okay. the BMX yeah, yeah, yeah. bike. Gotcha. Okay. You had a special little holder for yeah, it on you. the BMX bike for the fucking water bottle. Anyways. You had a sick BMX. Either way, that was just for BMX. listeners. I can't, I cannot suggest to you more. Get high and watch Rad. Oh, is it okay? No, is it packed? no, no. It was no, sold out. No, people Matt, were on cocaine. But hold on. No, no. Matt this just is the... did everyone a huge disservice. Never watch that. No, 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 no. You have to get high and watch you it. You cannot get high enough. Let Unless me say this. Unless you're doing though. heroin, don't bother. The one really disappointing thing, Kamar, sold out theater, by the way. We four are the only ones laughing throughout. We're laughing at the awkward 80s like sexual touching we're laughing at the drinking near kids the blatant like we're laughing at everything that is funny i felt like everyone else was there taking it in 
Yeah, like this was a masterpiece. And Did you guys feel safe? You know what? I never even either. thought about that because I was laughing the whole way through. Yeah, nobody else was laughing. Weird, huh? Yeah. Because that was hilarious. Was on cocaine. <laughs> and no, it meant something to there, them. There were a lot of like parents who brought their kids. It was a real wacky crowd. And South Keys might as well be an 80s theater. That they have done zero the renovations fucking in there theater. for nice. fucking That's years. Nice, man. That's anyway. Nice. anyway. <laughs> okay, we let's do what we normally do. Yeah. As Matt usually says, we do talk about Joe Rogan on this show. Mm-hmm. I'd say 20 minutes is the standard intro now, Simon. And that's exactly where we're at. Kamar, do you want to run over the uh, guest list for the week? I'd love to, Brother Matt. Uh, first, we have 1734, um, Steve Bannon. No. <laughs> I'm waiting all week for that. Ron White, uh, 1735, Peter Tia. Don't know what he does. No, I do. And uh, 1736, Tristan Harris and Daniel Schmettmeyer. It's Tristan. Tristan Harris and Tristan. Daniel Schmettmeyer. <laughs> Schmettmeyer. <laughs> Tristan Harris and Daniel Schmidt. I like how he did the joke and then he looked at me in my <laughs> eyes and then he did it again. And then laughed at his own. Um, all right. Do we want to rate the week? Is anyone ready with a rating? Does anyone have one in the chamber ready to go? Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a three. Three. Oh my god. Hit the button, we baby. Have an agreement. Hit no, no scissors. Why? What's going on? Well, there we go. We have an agreement. Threes across the board. I mean, too many white guys, but what are you going to do? Yeah, it's, it wasn't very diverse. Just so the listeners know, um, I have a massive card right now that is only one Jamar Chase touchdown shy of hitting. So if that happens and, I, I, thought, and I explode, I, I apologize. I was going to tell everyone how big his dick was. No, no, Listen, it's not. everybody, I just got to tell you I no. have a massive, and then no. he paused. Everyone, listen, I have a very average <laughs> penis. <laughs> Ron White seems like he's weighed on some bets. Oh, say the name and the number. 1733 Ron White. Thank you. Uh, he looks like he has laid some John Daly type bets, maybe, yeah, in his life. No, sorry, 1734. Um, but what I, a great guy. Oh, yeah, you got to love the, the Ron White. What was interesting is last week you guys asked you about fa- being famous. Like, is he famous? Because they get into it, he says, oh, I'm he's nowhere not, no. my famous, but he is. Well, I mean, this is the thing. Do you know what I mean? My buddy called me up and was like, who's this Ron White guy? Is he worth me checking out? So you could be successful and not famous. Very successful as he was. Nope. I'm going to go see him in Vegas. I think Ron White, you are. Yeah, he, he has a regular show there, and I'm, I'm definitely going to go. I think Ron White appeals to so much of, like, middle America, yeah. in air quotes, easy people. Um, that's so much of the population. That's he is famous. You know what I mean. He's, Your friend, in some places he's famous. Maybe more highbrow doesn't know about Ron White, he's but I think like famous. the average Joe in the states is probably definitely knows about the same way they know about Jeff Foxworthy and maybe some of your highbrow friends. I mean, again though, what know? is like you know what is famous? <laughs> like he said, he's like, oh, you know, I I had a CD that sold a couple million. Like, listen. All of us would be ecstatic to sell a couple million of anything. Indeed. Would you feel famous? Well, my point is like, you know, he's famous on a, on a, what on a you, bar. Yeah. What do you think Ron White is worth? Well, we know he's had some money trouble and some tax issues. So 20 million. No way. I'm going to say. More, well, he owns a tequila company and a plane. I mean, maybe, oh, okay. maybe he's spending yeah. frivolous. <laughs> a tequila, he does have a tequila company and a plane. 
I don't know. I was going to say five. I'm going to stick with my initial um, guess of five. Um, I would have gone a little higher than that because it's 40. But at one time, he was said to be worth a lot more than that. Interesting. So Kamara yeah. was pretty much bang on. Well, again, like I was saying with that blue collar comedy tour. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't think as like Ottawa guys, we have any idea of how really gigantic that is. No, I, I definitely do. Trust me. I'm and, aware. And at a time before the internet yeah. and a time before like Not so much before. No, no, no. That was, in, that was in the 2000s. It was before social media. That's what I meant. Before, like, yeah. you could get, like, viral famous. My point, know? though, is, like, I remember seeing, like, Ron White clips passed around YouTube, and it's, like, early days. Well, what, yeah, those were... Sorry, go ahead. I was just saying his biggest break was that he did it and only did 15 or 21 minutes of material out of... it. say it was an hour and a half show because it was shared the stage, but that little bit was enough, and he had a whole other set to do. So he just looks like a genius, you know what I mean? You know why the blue-collar comedy was really good for him specifically? is because someone like me, I never would have watched it. I remember my stepdad's family came over and were like, you guys got to check this out. Matt, you love comedy. And like, I didn't find any of it funny. And then in comes Ron White, it like was. a beam of light. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, this guy's actually someone I can relate to. He's not talking about hillbilly shit like... He's the only one who didn't have like a hook, you know? Yeah, he was just some old guy who liked drinking and smoking being like your classic Southern old guy, but not, it didn't rely on any of like Southern shit. It, it, I don't know. It was very relatable. And that was at 45 for him. Yeah, that's nuts. Where he was just slumming it before then. I forgot to apologize. That's what I wanted to do for, for last week. I feel like I got so high last week and just, I can't even remember. He's, he wants to apologize because it's about to happen again. And, and then I was going to say, I'm going to stop smoking so many And I've already no. smoked two joints and we're what, like 25 <laughs> minutes we're in? We're exactly so. 25 minutes in. But you're that sharp that you knew we were exactly 25 minutes Get in. Get ready, so. y'all. We actually left last week and Simon said, and I quote, that was one of the worst podcasts we've ever done. I've ever done. That's what I no, said. No, you said weave. And then I said, I think it was pretty good. And you went, I was off. Either way, who gives a shit? Try and tell me I suck. Yeah, that's what he was Don't saying. I he tell said, you that he said every specifically time he Kamar leaves? was really bad. He's never met Jeff Foxworthy, Joe. That's that weird. seems odd. That but again, he hadn't weird. met Gilbert Godfrey. And what I think it that's is. That's weird too. No, but I, I, it is or it isn't because I think when you are professionals, like you are always in another city. It's very odd for you to be in the same place to yeah, but hear as, me out. as headliners. Joe has randomly been on a plane with Norm MacDonald twice. No, I mean, If Joe had spent his whole career at the comedy store, I could see that. It's pretty insulated. Some people are just never going to go there, okay? But he had seven years where he had to frequent other clubs. Like, how did he not run into everybody? But I think well, he's been Jeff Foxworthy was so much bigger. That's a good Joe point. Slumming That's it. a good point. Yeah. And Jeff Foxworthy point. got into another era. Uh, he's friends. He's friends with Ron White. I, mean, I find that weird that they. It is tough met. to It's believe. not like Joe's always saying it. Like how many really big comedians are there in the world? I feel like a Jeff thousand? Foxworthy. Hold on. I also feel like Jeff Foxworthy probably hunts not and really even. likes cars. He does. He's a bow hunter. So this is my point. Yeah. Like, Simon, so, mean, can you grab me a what, a paper towel from over there? If you Maybe don't he's coming down the pike. But one thing we know is Ron White is not a hunter. Yeah. No, I have no desire. Thank you. <laughs> I think he has some issues with his dad, man. Like all those oh, things, do you think all those things that his dad want to make him do is like not into? You know what though? It's I, I understand that because like I remember growing up, my dad really wanted me to play hockey because he played hockey. And now you don't like hockey? 
Well, no, I just specifically remember being like, well, I'm never playing hockey. Fuck this. Pushing you away from it. And hockey was probably the one sport where my size wouldn't have been the biggest hindrance. You know what I mean? If Little guys. Skate, if you can if, skate. If, yeah, there's a lot of like Rudy type guys in hockey, whereas not mm. so much in other sports. Anyway, the, go the ahead. The Theon Fleury's of the world. I'm not saying I would have gone pro. I'm just saying I could have played at a level where, you know. The, the St. Louis out there. Maybe if you wanted to do it more on your own than under the uh, under the yeah. duress of your father making you. Uh, can you believe the clubs underway? And there's just, it's, it's like the best kept secret ever. Eh? What? Joe's club. Joe's club. Like it's, it's I mean, yes and no. He talks about it all the he time. He talks about it, but there's no leaks or like a picture of a building or anything. I, I, I don't know. So there could be uh, more leaks about it or something. We found out where fucking Shia LaBeouf's flag was in 17 minutes, and they can't give us a picture of Joe Rogan's fucking <laughs> studio. That's what you're maybe, saying. Maybe Come no on. one cares. Maybe no one cares. Um, I mean, I thought it. Uh, Ron did a good job of like sort of addressing the influence of Joe. You know how we talk about like things he says, but you shouldn't listen to me. But you're, yeah, so many yeah. people listen. Like I, I thought he hashed it out, but because Joe has been a professional comedian longer than he hasn't been. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. his whole, how he sees the world and life is just different. And so it's not, but he thinks he's still just a normal old Joe for lack of a better term. It's weird, I guess, to have that much responsibility, you know, like if you just have a normal podcast, if you're a fucking, I don't know. Us. No, we're, <laughs> Nobody. A Theo Vaughn, let's say. Okay. Or whoever. Like, you have some fans, for sure. Yeah. People are listening to you. I wouldn't be overly concerned with, like, if I say something, it's going to hurt, like, the body as a whole. Mm -hmm. Joe is now in a position where sometimes things he say can shift, like, no, I, I don't want to say the world, but, like, it does. You know what I mean? He has so... This stupid podcast has so much power. I, I, I just, the, he can't win. Like, if he doesn't speak his mind, then we'll accuse him of being a fucking shill. A shill well, or having no backbone. And when he does speak his mind, He's and it's not necessarily the, the most prudent thing, then we get on him, you know? Yeah, but I mean, that's, listen... Part of having a massive platform is that you're <clears throat> you're not ever going to please everyone all the time. It's not about pleasing. It's about... Um, but even then, like, we, listen, we sit here and we sometimes shit on him, but we also praise him often. And we're, at the end of the day, we listen to his show and we promote, in a way, his show. So... 100%. I, I would argue, like, maybe he'll look back five years from now. It's been really quick. Talking about Atlanta's blow-up sort of, like, it... He might look back and say, maybe I should have said stuff or, or not. You know what I mean? But it's, it's so in the middle of it. I'm sure he hasn't had time to reflect. I don't think, listen, that's whatever. It's everything he says from this kind of point on is being heard by a lot of people. But, or everything you could say isn't. Like, that's how he sees it. You know what I mean? There's just a conversation to two people. He says he can't think about that. I mean, you're forgetting, though, that 50% of people listen out of hate and anger. They listen to be like... Those are listeners I love. 
You know what I mean, Simon? Like, yeah, to be outraged. Yeah. Or for clickbait, probably. So it's not necessarily that he's like, I can't, you can't even, I, what do you, what percentage of people that listen do you think Joe is changing the minds of on like a regular basis or their, or his guests for that Half matter? Half of the people who listen, I think are, um, are open-minded enough to have their their opinion changed half of them are 50 percent, and the wow. other half are like they listen to joe and formulate a lot of opinions based on what he says that's what i think i would submit though it's a dis- I would submit it's wow. dis- at a disadvantage to mention joe rogan in conversation you yeah. will be judged you know what i mean like oh i just say i read else- an article i don't say <laughs> exactly but <laughs> if someone else says it first he goes yeah yeah i know what you're talking about exactly but Otherwise, to to reference Joe Rogan as part of your argument or whatever to like, you're being judged, which but is again, interesting. So the, the other this weird guilty. Pleasure. The other trick around that is it's not usually Joe dropping the knowledge; it's usually Joe regurgitating. So you just say like, "Well, I heard Doctor Ronda Pat Ronda Patrick say," or "I heard Peter Adia." You know, where did you hear it? That doesn't keeping <laughs> Joe's name. No, you just out keep keep hammering your point down. Don't even get no questions asked. It it, it uh, affects your credibility as a reference now. Or just people, oh, you're that. Oh, it definitely does. It definitely um, makes it the reference moot for many people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like saying, talk about Flat Earth for a bit and then saying for another thing. Like, anyways. There's a lot of people where um, the podcast comes up and they're like, oh, what's your podcast about? And I, I'm just kind of like, eh. Podcast. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I try to cough my way through it. Like, it's called the difference. It's a company. It's a company piece. Because <laughs> I just know, I'm like, this person in particular, because there's a type. I'm like, you'll, you can immediately see them kind of like the eyes squint. Oh, no, you're, you're, they write you off. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, but I think he was very diplomatic explaining about YouTube. Because Ron was asking about, you know, like. Uh, it's probably because he believes he'll made. be back there one day. I, to me, the YouTube shit is the most disingenuous that shit that Joe says. I think the whole point was he was going to lose everything if he stayed on YouTube. Like This was his only option. He should have left. Yes. Or start his own as we No, I, I'm all for Joe leaving YouTube was amazing. As he left, he should have been like, bitches, I'm leaving because these guys are, are taking your freedom. Whatever he wants to say on the way out to make other people leave, he didn't do that. He fucking kissed their ass right till the end. Well, no, I, and I, now, in retrospect, when it's cool to say that YouTube is fucking lame, then yeah, he, he needed still to Jerry. He needed to Jerry Maguire his way out of YouTube. Thank you. Yes. Then where was the goldfish? Yeah, and he did the opposite. I don't. Think he he quietly left in it with his stuff in a box and was like, "It was a not, pleasure." Not he went to the exit that. interview. That's good business. Uh, I think that's not good only business. that. You're probably right. He may know something. I, I give you like. I mean, YouTube gets a pass from me because they have to operate at scale. Everybody has to operate at scale, bitch. Like, you make more money because you're a bigger company. You you don't get to then say, "Oh, sorry, we can't do the job good enough because we're too big a company." Well, wh- you can't like, even say operate to scale when a company makes like b- 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 billions of dollars. Well, no, but you know what I mean? Like you have so much expendable money. The, the, How can you sit there and say like we have to operate at scale like no, actually, you don't. There you is have, no scale. You have profits. For you. you have profits well, actually, beyond profits. We'll get into that in the in the last one. That that's very interesting. But just we hear will, me out. Like if if YouTube makes whatever it is, I think it's three billion dollars every like month and a half. Don't tell me you don't have the money. Remember when Twitter guy was on? 
And they were like, yeah, you know, we... We hired a thousand more people. Yeah. And now we're up to 1,200. They had 200 people before. Like, get the fuck out of here, stupids. We said it way back then when we were talking about Twitter. This applies for all of them. Like, put 5% of your net earnings towards this. It'll be a billion dollars. You will not have a problem. Everything will go to like a person jury. It's conceivable that Joe stayed with YouTube. He could have lost his channel. Could have lost all the subscribers, everything. Sure, you know what I mean. I, j- especially with the tone and the things he started talking about. I preface this left. by saying leaving was the best thing Joe ever did, but he should have done it as like a fucking hero instead of as a guy who just looks like he was doing it for the kids. I, 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 I don't see a lot of successful people saying "kiss my ass, fuck off." Like, do, do you know what I mean? Well, he's doing it now. He's doing it about COVID. He's doing it about anything that he disagrees with. Maybe this one, this is we successful. know he fucking disagrees with, and because he yaks about it all the time. But he was asked about it. Like, I mean, Kamara, I'll put it to you this way: There's a lot of like. I agree with you. Most people won't say "fuck off" publicly, or probably even behind closed doors, because, like you said, it's bad business. One day. You might have to do like business. Even Sam Tripoli tries to stay on YouTube. Yeah, I'm just saying is you're probably right there, but Joe Joe is in a specific niche of people like Dave Chappelle, for example, who's constantly saying fuck off despite the monetary. 1.1%. One, one but, but my point is Joe is in that, he's in that echelon. He's and the he only could guy do that. who could do that like Dave this is my Chappelle. Point. Yeah. And he's doing it now. After like, the fact. He is doing it now. Just about a totally different subject. You know what I mean? He's bucking the trend on this COVID thing. Whether you want to disagree with him or not, he's picked a stance yeah. and he's going with it. Mm-hmm. Too bad that stance wasn't about, you know, I mean, maybe it will be now that he, you know, we don't want to give too much away of the third episode, but... That might as well be the fucking World War Three they were talking about. Well, I also, we forgot to mention this, but like a week or two ago, they had satellite images of China recreating a U.S. battleship in the middle of the desert. That's not good. What do you mean recreating with like drones? No, no, they had built. Oh, I see. Like to scale a U.S. aircraft carrier. I mean, it was probably for a movie. Yeah, sure. That's pretty fucking scary though. Because that specifically is like, we're most likely going to try to bomb or attack one of these things. Could be in five years, could be in 10, you never know. Like, could be next week. But that's fucking, that's, that, that shit is scary. Fear mongering. Uh, okay, sorry. Have you guys ever been uh, hypnotized? No. No. Ron was, do you, you feel like it, you, you, Are we talking stage hypnotist or like therapist? I've seen stage hypnotists and I've always wondered. I've, I've never, always wanted to. I've never been too, in a yeah. position to go up. Uh, I'm a little uh, afraid that, like, you know, you'll pull your cock out or something. No, they could implant something <laughs> into you. You know what I mean? <laughs> you'll suck his dick after <laughs> like just so I bit. Hey, my God! There's go. video of Simon clucking like a chicken and going after guys' crotches. I just, yeah. I don't like the idea of yeah. like letting your brain be hijacked. So you, by somebody, you do you think know? you are hypnotizable? I think yeah. everybody is hypnotizable. I, I think there's a percentage that aren't, but... Well, Darren Brown says, yeah, there's apparently. a percentage that aren't. I think maybe those people just haven't met the right hypnotist. Well, the, it's all about relationships. <laughs> he was saying... You have to be comfortable, for sure. Because I wonder if it works. Like, I wonder if you're a hypnotist and you can get on a plane and you have the middle seat. And you just like talk you to the guy at the window. Him. Yeah, you you know what I mean. Like it takes you ten minutes. It takes you ten minutes. That's it. Well, to me, that's actually more interesting than the hypnotism. Like actually being able to like you know 
look at this. It's the power of suggestion, right? It's yeah. kind of like the... You you really, know, I mean, the middle seat is actually way better if you think about it, right, buddy? The guy's yeah. like, wow, I never thought about it. <laughs> you just... And on my stop, you're up. <laughs> you know, they just, or they have to jolt your face or something. Especially other thing. When I touch you, three, two, one, you're up. I don't know if you've ever tried sleeping in the uh, luggage compartment, but it is very comfortable up there. And on the three, two, one, you'll buy me a ride. Um, the drink card is coming. The drink card is coming. So he wanted to do ayahuasca, and they're like, "You can't come here because." Uh, we're not detox. You have to be sober for 14 days. They, won't, they don't want him wigging out because of no liquor. So he went to get hypnotized. He said the guy had the, like a funny hat on and a fake wig, wig and like a peg leg or whatever. You know, it's <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on? So maybe it, it's like a misdirection, but it worked. And he went, I thought it was funny when he said, I forgot. I forgot Joe about my ayahuasca trip because he obviously Ron White has the whole yarn. Oh, for sure. Ready to go, you know. Yeah. I forgot, Joe. It was too long ago. I love Ron. I really like Ron too. He's very fucking funny. Just a, as a guy to talk to in a yeah. conversation like this, I could sit there and listen to Ron yak. Like I, and flip flop. <laughs> he retired. I retired like oh yeah three times in this podcast. So I think I'm done. I mean, I'll probably go out a few times a year, but no, no, no. He was. I think. Um, because I misunderstood too at the start. I was under the impression that he was quitting comedy. I think he's doing. He's, he's doing what Stan, not. I think he's, he's doing what Stanhope is doing. He's still gonna work the clubs around his house, whatever for fun. He's just not doing the tour anymore. He's golfing. And why the fuck would he have to? He's got. He has forty five million dollars. I love him explaining golf to Joe too. Oh, you could hear Jamie in the background. Yeah, Jamie's salivating. Yeah. Yes, Ron. More of this. You know, though, when I like you don't golf. Uh, I'm mini putt. So. But golf is so much like um, repetition. I imagine any of the things Joe does. It's all these, you have to be perfect coming through. And if you're an inch off on any part of that. I got to say though, I think it's more Joe's body type. He knows that he has no chance of being a good golfer. That's not true. Everybody like there are no, so he has many, the build of like a strong man. Like he, I don't think he has the, there are so many different types of, of I guess, golfers yeah. it's one of those sports well look at john daly look at yeah, like, guess, you yeah. can be whatever i imagine joe would be you a power need, driver hand eye coordination but we know joe has that he's good at video games well, and his art oh Ron he definitely like has a really good really good golfer you know if you hit in your 80s i, I would dream that I, I would be i mean ron's also saying though he's on like the fucking ladies tees no, 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 no. Don't, don't even, what did he say? Just bite your, bite your, bite your honor and just play up here. You'll have more fun. He was probably pay, playing from the whites instead of the blacks. Like yeah. it adds a huge. Yeah, I get it. But, but, but anyways, he enjoys Sorry, the game. Ron. He does it. It comes up all the time where they say, you know, it's one of those things we have to do every day to get good at it. But that's anything. There's nothing that you don't do once in a while that you get good at. I just felt it was an obvious statement. Over, and they also said you gotta do comedy. I mean, every you night. get better, but like golf is definitely one of those things that you have to work at. I think that's what he was saying. Yeah, I mean, spending your time at the range. There's a lot. They were talking about simulators and like, which is very interesting. That goes back into the last episode when they talk about a simulator, a golf simulator. That's cool. You know what I mean? It's harmless, but it's like. Or a driving simulator, that's harmless or super cool. But When a part of the sport revolves around practice, the way golf does with um, 
driving ranges and such, yeah. you know, those are sports that take a uh, lot more skill than your average. There's practice facilities for are, everyone. Are built into like the game, yeah. you know? Well, it's been around for a long time. It's funny that they were, Jarrah and I went down a huge rabbit hole one night on YouTube, just looking at wild, expensive driving simulator setups you could have in your house. Just so high, like, look at this fucking one. The screen is huge. Well, I told you my buddy built one. A good one? I was telling you this summer I was making fun of Oh, the of billionaire him. guy? No, no, no. Oh, okay. He's a guy who doesn't have a lot of money at all, and he spent like... Interesting. Eight grand to build wow. this thing. But anyways, he made it kind of cool. He went and got like real car seats and blah, yeah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah, anyways, yeah. yeah, you can spend a lot of money on them. Oh, I know, But yeah. just back to golf for a second, because they were talking about like crazy golf courses and whatever. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this one golf course. I think it's in South Africa, and it's like the ninth hole or the 18th hole. One of the holes, anyways, you... Take a helicopter up. <laughs> what? Yeah, to like, it's so high up. And then you hit the ball down and it's So it's a like, par three? It's a, just a huge it's a, drop? a par three, exactly. Yeah, and okay. it just falls forever. And then you have to get back in and take the helicopter down. Like it's... That seems like the most eco-friendly <laughs> golf course in the world. It's a, it's a millionaire's golf course. You know? Oh, of course. It's not a normal... There's a helicopter involved, Simon. Yeah. More golf courses are for millionaires. Like... Anything nice. I mean, the whole sport is kind of elite. When I found out what my grandfather paid just for the local. Oh, yeah. This one over here. The Hunt Club. Oh, I thought he paid at the Royal. Well, the Royal is even more. Yeah, I think the Royal might be more. But yeah, what he paid at the Hunt Club was fucking shocking. Status. Even him just being like, I remember him explaining the bar tab. Oh, yeah, you have $5,000 that you have to spend. Yeah, he's like, because at the end of the year, he'd be like, we're having a huge family meal. I have X amount of money left. And we would just go. And it's a fancy place. Imagine having, a, like, I can't even comprehend this, but imagine having a, enough money where you're like, you haven't used the money it's and insane. you have to spend it it's and nuts. that doesn't bother you. Like, yeah. that would eat me up inside as a Jew. That would eat <laughs> me up inside so much. You know, I, I well, cannot. As a non Jew, I couldn't tolerate that. I always imagine having money and then making more money. Like, well, I still have that money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, spending the money. Having money and making more money so I don't have to spend that money ever. Well, I think if you are got like one of these golf memberships, you're not at all worried about. No. We'll you're get, always we'll making money. We'll get there money. one day. You're making money on the patio. You're making money on the putting green. Okay, making money on the helicopter. Best way to kill yourself? Oh, best way to kill yourself. It's got to be like like the most humane for you is I, like I think it's a, the car a heroin the dose. If someone's gonna find you, you might be covered in puke. I think the car. I think the car oh, you're just talking about like garage. what the, you. Do, so you don't want to be found just with puke all, on you. All around experience is what he's looking for. <laughs> with, with, I think with the car, you just fall asleep though. Like it's pretty. What peaceful. is this car you're talking about? Like carbon, uh, monoxide? carbon monoxide poisoning. Oof, that's pretty grim. I don't know. I watched um, Hereditary last night. Mm-hmm. Have Which you seen that? that? It's by the guy who did Midsummer. It's his first movie. I don't think I've seen it. It's a horror, psychological horror. You haven't seen it? I haven't it's seen really Midsommar good. either. Anyways, well, I'm going to ruin it for you. No, no. Well, why? Don't do well, that. Well, block your ears for a second. I want to talk about this. Cause but he, what if he wants to see it? I think I've seen it. Block it's, your ears. This Midsommar. is a podcast. You want to spoiler you know that alert a movie? commercial starting to look like the shot by the same guy who did Midsommar? Like creepy. Well, because I'm about to talk about something. Fine, ruin it's the movie. I don't care. Go ahead. To, no, yeah, now I won't. I want to know. I just, why? I just said go ahead. Eyebrow I think I've more. seen it. 
So he's sober, but he's California. Anyway, so something well. happens in the movie, and um, it's a terrible surprise when the car door is opened. There. Didn't ruin anything. Have you seen it? That's not enough for me to remember. You're being a real J-Ooh. <laughs> the, the whole movie is yeah, about guy. a J dash ooh. Yeah, I That's didn't weird. even. I did it. You're wrong. really a J ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how my daughter calls herself Jew ish. Yeah, like she's kind of Jew. She's slightly associated Ish. to a Jew. That's yeah. very. Uh, was that Valley Girl? Ish, as as with uh, Ron uh, White is sober ish. California sober, still smoking weed and mushrooms. Like he was talking about how he's. I give him that. That counts. Drinking. I give I, him I that. think so too. I, one of my favorite guests ever on Rogan was that fucking rehab guy, doctor. The rehab guy who was like he was a firm believer in people should you know if they're addicted to heroin then just start doing weed. Like we're gonna yeah yeah okay get you there that way because I could imagine like if I was addicted to like if I was shooting heroin every day. That's how I would want to wean myself mm-hmm. off. The idea of going sober, sober is it's crazy. It's why just because you can't handle one drug, you can't do any drugs. Like that's not how life works, you know? Yeah. I imagine that to be misery. Weed is great. It's God's breath. Sorry. It's J dash G breath. They both think they might've got too high in this episode. It's G dash. Sorry. D, not J. <laughs> still on the J. Um, I got Jod. a special relationship with John. <laughs> they talked about Shaquille O'Neal and blue chips. Which what a fucking matrix moment. I said that to Simon and he thought nothing of it. I thought it was kind of interesting, but oh, fine. If, Fuck both of you then. Wait, hold on. I a brought second. it up. I if you talk, if you talk about Shaq, like the idea of talking about blue chips isn't that unreasonable. So that's fair, why I wasn't that's so fair, impressed, fair, Maddie. Fair, you know what I mean? Like, if we used not, to do this thing, Simon, called Matrix Moments, where it's like, Matt, hey, we brought this fucking if thing. If they had not talked about Shaq, and all of a sudden they just brought up the movie Blue Chips because of like Nick Nolte or something, I'm with you. Matrix Moment. Dude, I don't get... Okay, fine. Not enough for him. This guy's so hard to please, it's um, unreal. I Okay, you know what? But, so, do you need a Kleenex to cry? Do you have one? I can get you one. We don't have Kleenex. I can get you a paper towel. Well, that's not good for mopping up tears. Tiny violin? Yes, please. I don't have one. But if, if I did, I would give it to you. If, if I did, I would sell it to you for twice. <laughs> <laughs> twice market value. G-dash <laughs> Sorry, come on, go ahead. Notice I, I used a G instead of a J. That was, uh, what do you call that? When you come call back, back to the callback. Yeah. Thank you. Kamar's so angry. I'm not angry. I'm just trying to remember where I was at. Uh, so they're talking about Shaquille O'Neal and big guys and stuff. If you're that big, you better be successful or life sucks. Imagine being homeless and being that huge, big. Homeless or just not, because you stand out, you know, you're awkward. You need uh, no, but you're, but you're, special houses, you're ha- special Yeah, I was going to say your home like, has to be like, like retrofitted for you. Yeah. You better be able There isn't a single hotel shower that gets anything below your tits. Well, I think one way or another though, you're either going to be like elite at something or you're going to be like enough of a show that you're always going to be okay. Or no? you're just going to be the best stock shelf for what, what? No, that's shelf what I'm stalker. saying. You don't stalker. see a lot of like seven foot eight shelf stalkers. They're usually like because they killed themselves because life sucks. 
Well, Jesus. a lot of them die early because they have that giganticism. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's sad. I forgot that. Part. But I just think if you're big, you want to be successful. And then they did a lot of fight if talk. If you're big, you want to be successful. You want to be able to afford a custom car, uh, doorways in your house, like, or you're burdened on society. <laughs> I don't know. There, there was big guys in high school, like six, seven, or whatever. The guys who didn't play sports, they were sort of they were awkward. I found. Yeah, but think like about the numbers. But think like, about the numbers, Kamar. How many of those big men are out there, and how many do we know about? It's probably like less of them are famous than you think. Or they're all in the NFL. Not a lot, a lot of tall about. men in the NFL. Well, I wonder how yeah, many. All those guys are tall. Not seven feet. No, not seven feet. How many? Like, what's the what's the height? Seven feet. Uh, like how, how many? How many seven plus seven footers are there yes. in the world? You know. Yeah. Do that. Sure. In not the world, many. in the world's a weird one. Not that many. Asia's heavily lacking. Well, what do you want? Just in America? No, no. Do the world? Yeah, for sure. I'm very interested. I'd like to know. And then we can name all the big, tall, famous people that we've ever known. Known in or a row? Yeah. Can just think of that they exist. Which can I say is also another incredible scene in Rad. They have 30 bike riders, and they name each one of them. They okay. take. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, go. No, you tell me. Talk more about no, Rad. well, Rad will do in the post. Um, sorry. I want you guys to guess how many. Did you just ash on the floor, you animal? Did I? Yeah. I watched you flick your ash. There's video evidence. I don't think I did. Well, we're going to find well, out. Go back in the video fucking evidence. <laughs> I'll pull it up. Um, guess how many seven plus people there are in the world. Seven. Uh, it's an actual number, not a percentage. Seven feet tall. Yes, a number. I'm going to say 50,000. No, I'm going to say 5 million. What? There's 7 billion people on earth. Okay. There are about 2,800 people in the world that are seven feet tall, seven feet tall considering that. So that's holy shit. 0.0000038%. And that's why a seven footer in the NBA is a big fucking deal. That was ridiculous when I said 50,000. 2,800. 3,000 people. So the percentage of, because that's. They are a real minority. They really are. And you're right. I guess I would say about 5% of them are famous or somewhat well-known. All of them are well-known. No, no, not all of them. No, you can't name twenty in their <laughs> everyone, village. Everyone knows the local giants. No, you can't name twenty eight hundred men over seven feet, but you could probably name like a hundred if you really. It's it's a lot of people become famous ish in one way or another if you're seven plus Listen, feet. Okay, what are the what are the occupations? You're definitely going to be the most famous basketball. person in your town. It's elite company. Just name the jobs. That's what I'm saying. Name the famous window jobs. Window washer. There's oh, no famous the fa window washer. What are we doing here? Yeah. Any sport. No, not any. Volleyball and basketball. Football, there aren't many over seven feet. I don't think there's anyone in NFL over seven feet. Volleyball, You'll basketball. Six, seven tight ends. Which You're is right. massive. But that's still way below. Um, uh, definitely no baseball. Actors. I don't think there's any baseball players seven feet. No hockey. By Fuglian or Bufflin, whatever the fuck his name is. He was like, what, 6'10"? No, 6'9"? Anyways. Chara. Anyways. Sorry. Chara. Doesn't oh, matter. Chara was almost seven feet, wasn't Manute he? Bull. He's huge. And his son, Bull Bull. His son is called Bull Bull? Yeah, B-O-L-B-O-L. -L -L. I'm pretty sure that's his son. Yeah. That's not true. Look it up right now. Say, hey, Siri, what are Bull Bull's stats for the year? Do you guys, um, you guys ever uh, watch a Vision Quest? 
Why do I recognize that name? Because they talked about it. Look at that. She did it. Simon. You won? No. Oh. I said, hey, Siri, what's Bull Bull's stats for the year? And she pulled it up. Wow. Yeah, Bull Bull. We got a producer. That's crazy. We got a producer. Why the fuck would he do that? I don't know. Because he really cared about his son. What was your question, Kamar? I'm so sorry. Vision Quest was a movie they talked about, uh, which was a super like. It was Wait, the- no. His, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. His name is Madute. Manute Bull. Manute Bull. Manute Bull is his father. Bull's son, Madute. December 19th, nineteen eighty nine. Rest in peace. Okay. So then who's Bull Bull? Is Bull Bull Manute Bull's son? Bull Bull is the son of Manute Bull. There we go. Oh, Jesus. Hate to be right You're welcome. (laughs) He slams the phone down in anger. Why? No, no. He knows. (laughs) I don't. Okay. Vision Quest, they talked about it. It I've never seen it. It was a wrestling movie, and it came out the same time that Rad came out. No, I've never seen it. There was just a period where there was a movie for every sort of thing you could do. You know what I mean? Dude, do you remember the Power Glove movie they made? With it. Hey. Hey. With Fred Savage? Hey. Hey. That that was... That was The Wiz. Is that what it was called? Yeah. But that was predicting the future, because, I mean... No, no, sorry. The Wizard. The wizard, yeah. Maybe that was those it. video game tournaments were happening in America or whatever, but that's what it's become now. Um, but he talked about, there's a scene that inspires him, why should he do sports? He talked about Pele. Like, do you guys remember Pele when you're a kid, right? You still remember him now. Yeah, he's... But he used to be like um, godlike. <coughs> about his legend has faded, you know what I mean? No, it hasn't. There's still, there's still... Not like... in Brazil. No, but even then, he's still regarded as one of the top five ever. Him, Maradona, now obviously Messi, Messi and Ronaldo. So many people have come since. It, it, it changes. But when I was a kid, it was Pele. He'd even play. But I think Pele won three World Cups, which no one else has come close to doing. So he's still amazing. There's a movie out right now. Go on. On uh, I don't even know which one of the stupid shit networks. It's about women's arm wrestling. Just showing you there's a, a movie about every sport. Uh, right before that, though, Ron asked Joe if he um, believes in vampires. And Joe got sidetracked. And Joe was like, wait, let's get back to vampires. Yeah. I think that is one of Ron's passion. And they talked about interview with a vampire. Okay, just hold on a second. Before. Can I ask hey, you a question? See, I don't, why do you bring you things get to, up? You get to throw down your phone. Why do you bring things up? Can I ask is you? Is it just to hear your own voice or do you want us to talk about them? It was. How about we play the movie game and then you can do your thing? Yeah, that'd be great. Like, yeah. As we. It's the J-R-E-E movie game The time has come again From Matt and Simon to Rags It brings together the budget in the box office We all know they won't guess the year And the Patreons are the real winners Here at the J-R-E-E movie game Come on, take it away, baby It's the movie game! We're sorry, Mike, go ahead and find out what your movie came out, how much you made at the box office, and how much it cost to make. Before then, Simon, you're going to say about vampires? No. Go on. No, he's going to say it after. Simon, save it. Write it down in your book. I wrote it. It's fine. It's fine. This week we're doing an interview with a vampire. I felt like it's been skirted around, but this is the first time it actually came up. That's weird because I'm looking through convinced we did it. And I think I can't we've find done it. it too. It's a great fucking movie. One of my favorites. Really good book. Uh, Anne Rice. Probably the only good one in the series, frankly. She wrote, it was written by a woman who was young, 16 or something, isn't it? No, that's The Outsiders. That's Essie Hinton. 
But Anne Rice might have been young when she wrote this. It wouldn't surprise me. Do you have a year ready, Simon? Uh, no, by the I critics. don't. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry oh, that's sorry. okay. Panned by the critics, really? That can't be true. No, well, no. They were they were saying in this that uh, Tom Cruise was panned by the critics for this movie, just being Tom Cruise. But uh, Ron right. White defended him. Whatever. Directed by Neil Jordan, starring Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Stephen Rea, Antonio Banderas, Christian Slater, and Kristen Dunst. He really fell off the most, eh? Christian Slater. No, he's in stuff now, so. But I feel like he, he was like he never got. It's tough to stay at his Oscar. L- you know what I mean? Well, I don't know if he was what. What would he win an Oscar for? Pump up the volume. What was the one? No, he did a good one with Kevin Bacon. What about uh, True Romance? True Romance was too much popcorn. I think the screenplay might have got nominated, but um, I don't think I don't think he deserved one. Murder for in the first. Oh, he was really good in that. That was really great. Yeah, that was, really yeah. that was I, a great I, movie. I, I, You're I, right. Great call, Kamar. He turned yeah, left when he should have gone right or something. With a year. I have 94. I have 92. 1994. Whoa. Wow. Whoa, nice here we go. Work, here Harry. we go. Booyah. Because he's looking back at his Two notes. Two weeks Booyah. in a row. Booyah. Booyah. I guess in film. And then both 94 movies yeah, as and well. I guess 92 both times. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, Wayne's World was... Oh, no. Wayne's World was 92. Wow, look at all the movies we've done re- recently. 92, 92, 94, 94. Very interesting. This is kind of our wheelhouse. What the fuck did this movie cost to make? Who was in it again? Antonio Banderas. So many people. Kristen Dunst. Tom Cruise. Tom Brad Cruise. Pitt. Brad people look like they flew. Holy fuck! There was a lot of locations. hundred twenty-two minutes. Well, that's Two-hour prob- movie. That's a problem. Yeah. Okay, got it. Hold on, I'm still. Uh... All right. Simon, so you I go guess first. I'll go first. So yeah. uh, I said it cost twenty six million to make, and it grossed two hundred and thirty three million. All right, I ca- I said it cost sixty nine wink wink point six million to make, and one hundred and sixty four at the box office. It cost sixty million to make. Whoa! Holy fuck! It made two hundred and twenty three point oh. seven million at the box office. Whoa! Oh, well, right c- down the middle. Combined, we won. Yeah. Maddie. Yeah. Two heads are better than one. It is a really good movie. Like, it is. It really is a good movie. Did you read the book? Are you one of those people? I did read the book. I think I said that before. And is that better? Yeah. Um, the book was good, but the it, it obviously gives you a lot more, like, backstory to everything, which is cool. But the movie is really good. As far as movies go, this is a fucking good adaptation. It was a great adaptation. adaptation. Does it does it hold up? You think if you watched it now, that's always the big. I watched it not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the scenes, maybe not as much, but for the most part, it's special still. Effects. It's. I mean, it doesn't need that many special effects. It's. Uh, it was more of an interesting movie than a Hollywood movie. There's no like CGI. Sixty million. It must have been all the locations. And all those actors. Well, I was going to say, that's probably like $10 million each for Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Well, this was like uh, both of them. They weren't even that famous yet. Oh, Tom Cruise is pretty Cruise. big in 1990 fucking two. Are you kidding Tom, me? I'm sorry, Sam. I don't mean to talk to you like that. See? <laughs> I do. <laughs> but no, Tom Cruise was a superstar. Simon, what was the point you wanted to bring up? Something about werewolves, oh, vampires. Oh, just vampires and just Joes of, again, closed-mindedness. Because you have to believe in werewolves, for sure. And I, that they still exist, A thousand right? percent believe in werewolves. I don't think they're werewolves, though. I don't think there's any man changing into... I think there are such thing as dogmen, which is like a man-wolf hybrid type of creature. So there's like a hyena-type thing with Kamara's head running around the woods, potentially. 
No, it has a dog's head. Okay, and ma- and Kamara's body. It looks like imagine like Anubis. Do you okay. know Anubis? Yeah, I do. I'm aware so of that Anubis, kind yeah. of kind of head. Sure. Um, the body would be like uh, imagine like a feral man werewolf. Wolf. Like okay. not like a man, yeah. but like a werewolf that's become big. Y- mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah, sure. how they're described. There's a oh, lot. Sure. Listen, there are a lot of um, wolf Feral men, wolf men, dog man sightings. So again, it's one of those things, unless there's just like a lot of people seeing giant, giant wolves out there. then I think we Joe did see that there. they may have existed. Um. Okay, well, that's good, at least. But maybe not right now. And it's a, it's like a switch between vampire, zombie, undead. Well, that sort of possibility, you know what I mean? I would imagine, like anything else, you know, there are all these lore about vampires or werewolves, let's say. Werewolves is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. So there's this creature out there that most probably exists. Yeah. But people don't know what it is and then that's why fables are made and you know stories are told and it starts becoming like you know a guy changing into a a werewolf and but they all come from some sort of living creature some sort of truth i would imagine whether it was something that existed in the past that you know got pushed forward in stories i guess that's possible too or something that you know exists in the past and still exists now i don't uh Anyways, it's funny you say that because I saw Dogma. A lot of that happens in there. Dogma, yeah, the uh, Kevin Smith movie, yeah. where Alanis is God, because she talked about it in the special. A lot of what is in what, like the the story of the angel or whatever. Oh, like the, you, you right, just see right. or the, the we killed the, the people. The or, fallen angels, like uh, the Nephilim, which is, uh, you know, in the book of uh, Enoch, which is a book of the Bible that isn't really in the Bible. Okay. He talks about like uh, wheels spinning within wheels and they think it's like UFO type stuff. And that's why it was kind of kicked to the side. It was even too fabulous for the Bible, which is saying something, right? Because anyways, he um, talks about the Nephilim, which were like the fallen angels, the angels that went against God. They came to earth they made it with humans and made like the Anunnaki, I guess the um, these giant race of people that were. I'm listening. I, you know, they lived forever. Mm-hmm. They also made it with humans, and again, this is where maybe we got you know some of our well, not with angels advancement from because they have no dick either. Yeah, no sexual organs. Again, that's just probably something that's hearsay. That that's big angel keeping the, their dicks down. I think it's probably big, big wing religion. <laughs> big wing, big religion keeping it down. It's a like Catholicism is based on never having sex until you're married. Of yeah. course, the so you got to take away angel dicks. Yeah, mating with humans. I think that that's all stuff that was covered up by. Or much like the church, they were down here raping humans. Well, I imagine that that was the case with because you can just swoop in on a human with your wings. You can be picking them I off in the park, th- left, right, and center. I don't think they had wings, but that's okay. Oh, you don't think angels had probably wings? Probably not. I think okay. angels were probably, like I said, they were like just Rapists. giants. 
giant rapists. Okay. Like seven foot tall, eight foot tall. People. Oh, okay. So there's only like 2,800 of them. But but divide that there because it's back then. There probably were only like 20. No, back then though, there was half, you know, there was only like a one uh, one you're thousand. Be, you're being facetious. Anyways. I'm not. Okay. I'm trying to work with you here, but you're being a dick. So that's fine. That's the uh, movie game. Right <laughs> I'm being the dick. Yeah. Oh, am I being the dick? Uh, the person who asks who's being the dick. I'm going to start doing, I'm going to pull Jim's he asks first. all the time. You're going to pull Jim's? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to look at the camera. Okay. That's going to be my new thing. Well, my computer is not loading any video right well, now, so you're one, doing it for nothing. One day when it comes back, there's going to be a lot of me looking at the screen. Gotcha, gotcha. Joe asks Ron White about his health, and Ron's like, my health is pretty good. If you say that, you're saying my health is not good. How's well, your health? Oh, mine's terrible. Okay, you say that. <laughs> how, how, how Are you healthy? No, I'm not great either. <laughs> if he's like, I'm all right, like you're really slipping. So if he wants to live a wonderful life and... Do other things he wants to do. He's got to get in shape, as our next guest told us. I thought the coolest part was when he, Joe mentioned Sam Kinison. And, like, yeah, he, I think he was sort of going downhill. And he was like, well, actually, yeah, I got I a great open for yeah. him. And that was a, an amazing, like, first time story I, I think I ever heard. That's the first Sam time Kinison. I've ever heard cocaine referred to as coffee. Very interesting. <laughs> but, yeah, Sam Kinison offered him coffee. Yeah, you want a cup of coffee? And he indulged. But that, you get that big that you lose the plot of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. It's really scary. I mean, I mean, when you watch the documentary and you see some of his later shows where he's just like... But he's rolling in with limos of yeah. strippers. And I mean, that really is, I guess, the most commendable part about Joe Rogan is that for a guy who is as famous as he is, he really doesn't act like a fucking douchebag about it. Yeah, just keeps his mind busy with working out. I mean, I think he's too busy to be a douchebag. And people relying on him. Maybe if Sam had kids. Yeah, it's true. Joe could be a different person. I mean, that's for sure. If you don't have a family, you're going to fucking live life looser. That's got to be so tough for Joe's eldest kid's baby daddy. Because you can't live up to that stepdad. That's Show just, you're me. just, you are yeah. just like, what did Joe get you for Christmas? What? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that was, that was. Um, Joe's oldest kid is not his kid, right? Yeah. Okay. She has a father somewhere out there in the world. Oh, her father. Gotcha. I was thinking her husband. I was like, no, that guy's got it made. What are you talking about? No, imagine him, though. He's out there, like like I said, like, what did Joe get you for Christmas? Oh, mm -hmm. fuck. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was the best joke that uh, Luis Gomez's son, James, said. I want to thank my dad for giving me a father figure. My mom's boyfriend. <laughs> 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 Anyways, yep. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, what more to say? Ron Ron White looks like Steve Bannon wishes he looked. It, it, it seems like that's sort of that look you go for, eh? The uh, yeah, just qu like wafty gray hair. I'm surprised he wasn't wearing an ascot or something. Ron like White, no time. kids. Is that correct? No kids. No, he has not. kids. He does oh, have kids. Yeah, he said my uh, my son's wife at some point, or my son's mother at some point. I, I missed that. I dropped the ball there. He does Kim, have kids. Kamar was insinuating that no kids. No, he has kids. I skipped over a bunch of fight talk and uh, talking about comedy talk, and I, I contend that he flip-flopped about, hey, I'm retired, I'm done. Well, no, I'll, I'll come back. He's like, you got it. I'm like, well, I'll come to your club. There. But I think I'm done. I just want to do this. Like, He doesn't want to do, uh, um, even then when it's like one night a week, you know what I mean? It's no fun not it making just, a lot of money and going to a place some bum fucks uh, nowhere for four days in a row 
two of your thumbs are performing for six hours or whatever you do. You know what I mean? I guess it just seems weird that like, you know, most old people want to retire because their job was, you know, unfulfilling or they didn't love it or whatever. Like he has a ton of money and can still bring, like he could bring a little bit of money in just doing, you know, but a little bit of comedy. He was adamant that you have to stay sharp. So it's, it's, like, guess, a, it's yeah. like a battle. And the other thing that came on the Sam Kinison story is because he did so much time, he got booked. The first, like that was his first break. He didn't make it big time, but he went from like, I'm not a paid comedian to start to do clubs. He said, we like you. We want to put you on the circuit. Like it was, yeah, it was a good podcast. This is what I would imagine. And this is just my own personal opinion is that doing those giant stadiums sucks. Everything about it sucks. And I know Joe has to say it's amazing because, and everybody, have, because you got to have Well, he's selling tickets. He can't say it's terrible. To do it, you know? But, like, as a guy who's gone to a show like that, as I'm sure you have, they're not good to watch. I can't imagine it's good for the comedian. Like, the laughing is so... I don't mind a theater. Like, the NAC, I've seen people at the NAC. It's very tolerable. No, that's fine. 2,000 people, maybe. Even there, it's only, like, 500 people. But whatever. I'm talking about these massive, with these 15,000. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Those are unbearable. I think that it's it's nonsense. And I think that's what... uh, Ron White is saying he's like I don't want to I don't want to partake in that part of it anymore and I think you will see him still doing clubs in uh Austin and around I it's don't think supply and uh, demand I mean it always confuses me though like if you if you're Joe Rogan why not spend a week in Toronto and do Massey Hall 10 shows as opposed to just doing one show at the ACC I mean I get it it's way more work but yeah so far more intimate. Answer your own question. Well, I guess for, yeah, for them, it's like uh, just boom and you're done. Well, for Joe, he has no choice. He has the podcast, which brings in far more money than anything. So, But it is like, and and I don't know if I was, uh, I mean, listen, what do I know? I guess if you're, wanna, if you're famous, you want to perform in front of a lot of people like a singer would. Yeah. But to me, it would just always be better to be more intimate. But you can like, see when you're when you're a club comic, if you had a draw all of a sudden they're adding a show, it's selling out too fast, there's a lineups and then you get to theaters, then you do a theater show and it sells out so fast they add another show. Then you do a stadium, it sells out like I, I agree with you, that's not the best format for comedy, but if I was Joe, I guess if I was Joe and I made all this money off the podcast I would take all of that money. I would do my comedy the exact way I wanted to do it, just like whatever in the little places. And I wouldn't bother with these giant shows. I know they make a ton of cash, but you don't need the money. And they just seem like a fucking humongous hassle, you know? And is, is that really, I mean, again. What but I think do someone I, else does all the work. Maybe that's fun for him. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe it is fun. I don't know. It's got to be, dude. Imagine the stroke we, of your we ego. Talked about the event, the the traffic, though. Who's this for? It's for you. Un, un, unstoppable. It's and and I think as a for uh, markers for success is just another benchmark. You know what I mean? And then when you're when you're doing those clubs and they're half empty, that's the wake up call. <laughs> things. Your your time is done. Well, I think that's more what it is. It's like. Uh, there are so few comedians who do these giant shows that it's like a notch on your belt. We, I'm one of these guys who does 20,000 people. Mm-hmm. It's more like that than you actually like doing those shows. That, that's what I would think. And that clip they played of Eddie Murphy made me laugh out loud. He's still got, like, 
you know, Ron was like, do you think he can even do it anymore? And they played the clip of him double bill. I think Murphy's always going to be funny. Always. That, it was so funny. Like, I feel like, yeah, yeah, it's obviously it is, but he's so good. He's the funniest person. Yeah, well, he's definitely. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, prior Carlin, whatever, but for me, it's. Eddie it was, Murphy. it was really funny. I don't think that means that he could do put together an hour of stand-up. I think he could I, I think know. he could put together an hour no problem. I think so. And if he addresses trans issues, like brought that up, that'd be crazy. Oh, that would be fucking Yeah, of the course. Yeah, that thing, would be but made it funny. Do you remember? Yeah, oh, I do. And that was before social media anyways. Ron White, I hope he does comedy and becomes like a um, George Byrne type. Goes well and into just, his like 90s. Forever old, keeps you know, a cigar. Man. Yeah. All right, we well, want to rate it. Well, we know what everybody... Oh, no, we don't. I give it a three and a half. I give it a three and a half, too. So you think because we rated a three, yeah, we're all going, going threes across the board? Interesting. I was just going to do that for simplicity, but also I'll give it a three and a half. Hey, oh, my God. Hit the button, Matt. We have an agreement. Sorry, Cheeks. Chico didn't like that. All right, we are going to take a break. I'm almost certain we have a bill to pay, and, um, and then we'll be back. Guys, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by The Long Game with LZ and Leitch. We are delighted to bring you this new sports podcast. The intersection of sports, culture, and politics is at the heart of the new weekly podcast, The Long Game with LZ and Leitch, because sticking to just sports in 2021 is simply not possible. Sports extends beyond what happens on the field, court, or pitch. It's in everything which is why LZ Granderson and Will Leitch cover the expanding world of sports and how the events on the field affect events off the field and vice versa. New episodes are out every Wednesday, so you can head over to therecount.com or your preferred podcast platform to listen to all episodes right now. Again, that's therecount.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The show is called The Long Game with LZ and Leitch. Go check them out. Thank you so much to them for sponsoring the show. Don't forget to go check them out. Link will be in the description. Now back to the show. 1735, <laughs> Peter Atia. This goes down to one of those categories like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, and especially when for like the first 46 minutes, they don't talk about what this guy does. 58. Oh, really? 58. <laughs> He's gone. There, there you go. Oh, 50 minutes. Uh, he asks him what he does, and he says he's a doctor. Uh, but he's done a million other things, which is very, I mean, well, I'm sure we'll get to that, he's right? A, he's a successful, wealthy person. Yeah, real jack of all trades, if you will. Uh, Joe came to the realization of my philosophy, what you will, that I've been spouting for years, is that the blind can't be racist. <coughs> yeah, you know, true. They, they can hate an accent or something. <coughs> they don't even know what they're what they're hating. And then it was but a, they, that's not true, right? Like that's a funny joke, I guess, but that's not true. How can you be racist? This guy sounds black to me. You could, you can be racist. Well, Dave you Chappelle could be, you can could be, be a Ku Klux Klan blind guy. You can associate yourself with a group that's racist. I suppose, yeah, depending how you're raised, or if you lost your sight after you were became a racist. But if you're blind from birth, I think it'd be really hard. You just wouldn't know what uh, race looked like to see it and prejudge them. I just, but I mean, again, I think you can, I hate think what Simon's saying, ever like having seen them, your parents with vision could raise you to hate a yeah, group yeah, of yeah, people, yeah. right? Exactly yeah. my point. Yeah. 
but you, I agree with that. So unless you're know. a blind person who grew up with like wolves in the forest, you're probably not going to have a clean. But snake. how would you know unless you were told what the person's race was, like just from their voice? There's a race voice. Well, I, and listen, blind yes. people touch people's faces. That you know, Jews have big noses. Black people share similar traits. Like I, I think they could probably figure it out. Interesting. Uh, then they just complain about wokeness. Um, That's surprising. Couple boys, couple the good old boys. The Tesla phone that must have sent shivers down your guys' spine. No, I did. I don't remember that. The Tesla phone. I mean, I think to me that's going to happen. And it, no way you're. If going he's near not it. planning that already, I'm super surprised. That's checkmate for Elon. Because think about what he—he's trying to make like an all-encompassing. That guy wants to leave his stamp on the on the world. That's true. Well, they're just saying that's all true. these woke people are. You know, complaining <laughs> on slave labor technology. It's, it's so it's so true. It's like the most um, ironic. It's so, right, like everybody who it's is so typical of us, though. You know what I mean? Like everyone taking the jets to save the planet, climate. Yeah, like yeah. you just do these things. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure you guys will never get a Tesla phone unless it's super cool. I will never get a Tesla phone. Mark my words. I, think I mean, if it's super cool. Heed, like, super, heed super my cool. words, Kamara. Super cool phone. I will never get one of those. And then they talk about chasing Porsches, which is only a rich guy. Yeah. <laughs> and sorry, can we just back up for one second to this Tesla phone? Yeah. The Tesla phone will never be like an actual object. It'll be a... Implant. A upgrade to Neuralink. It'll be a neuro phone. Gotcha. So you don't even purchase an actual physical phone. It's an upgrade, like you're saying, because you're going to, once you get Neuralink, you can then start upgrading. Do you imagine phone calls in your head? Oh, I think it'll be for younger people, though. I think like older, could you imagine ever leaving Apple for a new operating system or whatever, if you're with Android, leaving it, if you've had it for like 10 years? Mm. I just, I couldn't imagine doing something new. But if I was young and didn't have anything, maybe. I could Swayed. definitely think if I was like with Android, seeing myself going to Apple, like making that switch. I could just never switch from Apple to a different operating system. Mm-hmm. Is it weird the thought that someone invented time? Yep. That is weird, eh? Yep. Like, are we on time? Because no other, an- like if you think about it. What do you mean somebody invented time? Well, first of all, the Pope invented like the calendar. It was a Pope that invented the calendar. So the Gregorian calendar is that what you're whatever the calendar is. I guess there were sundials and it was half day or whatever, but someone decided it's noon. Well, t- I what one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock. Oh, like actually giving it like hours. Yes, time of course is is a thing. Time exists. Yes. Like think about it. Like an animal doesn't have any any idea about time. Well, it just the, know. Like I mean, I, I. It's never late. <laughs> yeah. It's never getting late. Right. I mean, that's not true, though. Like, let's say you're an animal and you can only do your hunting at night. Well, then you understand that during this. Yeah, but do you think an animal looks up at the sun and is like, I only have two hours left? I think that maybe depending on how low and high the sun is, again, depending on the animal. Okay, maybe. I think for a lot of them, it's built into their um, DNA, the sun rising and setting like that. But I think for, you know, I think chimps for sure look up at the sun and can tell how low or high it is. And I it think I know, time. but do you guys understand how winter works? 
Yeah. Like at this time, we're further away from the sun, from so the it's sun. much, so much it's colder. Yes. Degrees further away. Yeah. I mean, that's the basis for time, right? Of the um, orbit. And it, and it falls back from there. That's the basis for time? What do you mean? Like well, how the earth moves earth around spins, the sun? <laughs> daytime and nighttime. That, mm-hmm. Those are your two gauges. If, if it, there was no night, there could be, or day, there could be no time. Or you, mm-hmm. you arbitrary deciding. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're way up north in the... Well, that's what I was going to say. Now could, it's super dark. There can be time even without day and night, right? Like, But someone would definitely have to invent it back. Joe then. was talking about just pulling it all together here. That vampire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, I can't remember They went what up to Alaska called. to stay in the dark. So it's a... Um, yeah, it's dark all the time. Yeah. And they can't be out in the sun. Mm-hmm. It is such a fucking cool movie. Um, I re- no seriously. I suggest that everybody watch it. It's so good. The vampires in that movie are so fucking cool. They're different than any vampire I've ever seen hmm. in another movie. It's like they mentioned in this they episode. They speak this weird like like pseudo language. It's it's really cool, man. Hmm. And it's a fucking cool idea that they found this like loophole by attacking this Arctic town. Well, I mean, it's a movie. It's not really cool that they actually found this loophole. When you watch these vampires, <laughs> these are the vampires that I can imagine okay. really exist. Okay. My apologies. I- I'm just saying this would be, this plays out in a world where you're still cool with this. They're like a, a just a little bit off from humans. Okay. Go on. Sorry. Go on. Come on. Oh, you grabbed me a warm one. Really? They're yeah, all I, in there. No, I just put five new oh, ones in there. Sorry. The ones to the right are. Grab my so they talked about one. the adventure time and then got sidetracked by Joe seeing another mountain lion. And I think you could put money on. We won. Two grand, baby. I told you. Fuck yeah. They were knocking on the door. Um, I think you could put money on Joe getting taken out by a mountain lion. That's how he's going to go. That might be how he goes. That's going to be his Steve Irwin moment. In the, I could have said it better myself. Because that would be ironic. No, it just seems he's... he's Because you know what would be more ironic? Bigfoot. Yes. That should be how Joe goes. Or an alien. No, because he's hip to the jive on aliens. He's hip to the jive it's, on aliens. It's Bigfoot that he's lost faith in and imagine that. And imagine that. That is how Joe was to perish, would be at the hands of a Bigfoot or at the feet of a Bigfoot. Then they- Listen, I don't, <laughs> wish, I don't wish ill on anyone, especially Joe Rogan, but of all the like fitting ways to perish, that seems like <laughs> one that makes a heck of a lot of sense. Then they uh, talked about watches. <clears throat> yeah, which is another rich man's person. Uh, yeah, you'll never see four broke guys sitting around. Like, have you seen the new Omega? Like, who, who is this guy? We still, we still, we still don't know. And I think, have you ever seen the guy with rings? And like, I think it looks badass. There's certain guys, the like, guy with rings. Which they're saying watches and only watches and bracelets. And usually, it's a guy with a big opal, like silver or something. And looks, I used to have a friend cool. who called. Um, watches time handcuffs. 
<laughs> it's an <laughs> interesting which, take. At, at the time, I was like, I thought it was corny, but the more I think about it, it really is like, now that we have phones, we're forever um, a prisoner and we don't even realize it. But like a watch was one of those things you actually slapped on yourself in the morning. And if Did you most people sleep with them? Have it on you. I don't think you sleep with your watch on. I've never had a watch. Um, I don't think you sleep with your watch on. Okay, I think you take enough. a watch off you. Yeah. You're probably right now that thinking about it. Probably tears up the bed linen. If you don't have a watch on before phones, like you could go a lot of the day without knowing what time it was. You had to use the sun as your. Uh... It was the best thing I saw the other day. As an alarm clock, they used to put um, nails or pins in a candle. Oh, yeah. They, they knew how long it would take to burn down. To the right. Stove. So you put a nail in and as the candle burns down, the nail falls out and hits like a, a dish. You know what I mean? Makes like a noise. Gotcha. The best, though, is like it was a meme because there was like four nails in the thing. They're like the this was the first snooze alarm ever. It was like it hits like a symbol or something. Yeah, sure. Or just the dish, you know, that catches it is made of like brass and it makes like a I don't know. I wasn't alive back then, Simon, so I'm not fully aware well, of the inner workings of this. I think it would have to be something more than that, but anyways. <laughs> then they nerded out about archery, which Joe did acknowledge that this might be a bit annoying. Yeah. And so... A bit. I'm thinking, talking about cars, watches, archery. Yeah. This must be a hunter, or he owns some company, and we, then we find out he's a doctor who's left and now gone into financial... But not just a doctor, like obviously a, a surgeon, but obviously, I mean, I was going to make the stupidest, like obviously a very smart guy when it comes, like he worked for a financial company pretty much, didn't he? Because he talked about the mortgage crisis in depth. I think a doctor you can um, stop because there's no stupid doctors. That's what I meant. It was a redundant like, statement. I get it. There. But he, I but, hate being around doctors because you can tell they're so, so smart. It outweighs the nerdiness of. You know what I mean? You have to be so smart to be a doctor. Yeah. It really is impressive. But my point though, Kamar, was you might meet a doctor who's just like spent their whole life just concentrating on the doctor aspect of life. Like this guy seemed to know like high level financial like bookkeeping and like, I don't know. This guy seems like he's fucking wildly smart. I, I think it has something to do with just uh, under, understanding and reading data. data. Yeah. Well, he, he seems like a real uh, renaissance man. I know what you're saying, Matt. He, yeah. He seems like he's like a genuine like genius because he is really able to fucking wax poetic on a lot of things. Yeah, very articulate. Like, I mean, it, it was interesting, their COVID talk too, because... Well, this is what I'm saying. 58 minutes now, we sort of think, okay, this is a health and wellness episode. Mm -hmm. how, how you well, because he's life been on, extension because he's that, been on before so. talking about his last episode. They spoke pretty much exclusively about extending life. Did they not? Like, I think usually Joe would have like his pad out guy. listening to all the different drugs this guy is trying and shit. No. Yeah, like, well, you so you think this is this guy's first time on? It's not his first time. But on. Uh, the other guy whose life longevity has been on twice was Australian. That's David Sinclair. I believe so. But I'm pretty sure the last time this guy was on, they spoke in depth about. I thought so, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm often wrong, Kamar. Listeners, I'm often wrong. It was he was talking. It's interesting when he was talking about how seeing that the housing crisis was coming. Yeah, that must be a really bad feeling. You know what I mean? 
Like that, there's did, nothing you can do just say something. Well, I don't know when this is going to happen. He said he didn't know enough so he could make the money off it. Yeah. Where is that crazy that they made up contracts? Yeah. And Banks like, fantastic. Whoa, whoa, oh. whoa. Well, it's like, you know, we were talking last night about uh, the guy that was invoicing like Google and Facebook to the tune of $45 million and he was just invoicing them for nothing for and they were paying nothing. him. Yeah. Hilarious. He might have got greedy. Yeah, I and know. I don't see how that's breaking the law. Well, what we were talking about, our, so our question was, we understand that it's fraudulent, but if you if you write up clearly in the thing, in the invoice that like you're invoicing them for the invoice or you know what I mean? Like if you write in, in this, plain, this is what I'm saying. They obviously weren't reading the fine print. Well, no, he might not even know this guy was unemployed. He might not have had the proper fine print in there. What I'm saying is you might be able to fleece it where you get a lawyer to write up the proper. This, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Just in the contract, which Google obviously didn't read, mm -hmm. just put in that you don't actually do any work. It's their terms and conditions right back at yeah, you. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm saying. Or you make up some shit where you're like, I do outside work, you know, monitoring the website. Because you could like argue in court then that like, you're like, well, I spent two hours a day on Google. Just Yeah, just check my history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then we learned that he dodged a huge bullet because he almost worked for a Theranos. Yes and no, though. I, th I was thinking about this. I was like, if, because this guy's really smart, if he was in there as the chief financial officer or whatever, and he got some stock, he could slowly sell it off when they were in their heyday, and then he could resign. Knowing, like, seeing that the writing's on the wall, and he could have gotten out with a fucking ton of money. Or it could have ruined his career. And then he could have get brought down with the ship. Yeah, there's a good chance that could happen, too. But again, this guy seems firecracker smart, so... Are there any situations where you guys have dodged a bullet? Like you could have made a really bad decision, you didn't? Yeah, a million times. I was just going to say, I think... I think I always make the bad decision. <laughs> oh, hold on. I don't have that. I was going to say, I've, I've made it. the bad decision a hundred times. More often. Uh, but I've definitely for sure. Or, or have you made a decision where you kicked yourself? It was, it was You thought you made the right decision and... Yeah, dude, so I didn't... Give me $100, I just need it for a week, and then they're like, you would add 10000 any of those? I had, again, I had like ten grand in an account ready to buy stock, and I bought like 10 GME stocks. I could have just dumped all ten grand Because you were putting your toe in the water, you didn't understand. Just well, I was just, I was like, this this seems stupid. You know what I mean? It, it wouldn't have been a good investment. Well, it would have at the end of the day, knowing what I know now, been an incredible, but yeah. So you... Was there a time when you thought you dodged a bullet and then it came back to bite you? I don't know. We, we don't have any stories. I can't think of anything. I mean, I'm sure that's happened. That's for sure happened where I thought I, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Felt yeah. good and then, oh, you? But like a good example, hold on. I, my buddy that died drunk driving, he used to drive me home often. Yes. And the night that he died drunk driving, I didn't go out that night because I was so fucking hungover. But I was like, I was like, I'm going to take the night off. But I, I would have 100% been with him because he was drinking that night with the whole Babylon group. And who knows? I mean, again, maybe I would have saved his life. Maybe if I was there, he would have taken a different route. Not, I don't know, but it's a weird. The many roads. My dad, I was supposed to work for him the day the cops raided his place. But like they raided his place too early. So I didn't get there in time. And like I didn't, I couldn't get a hold of him. So I was like, I guess I'm not working today. That was a Do I dodge. know your friend who died drunk driving? No, he was a busboy at Babylon. 
He was in a co- it was so sad. He was in a coma for like a year after the accident and then finally they pulled the plug. Jesus. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. He was one of the I was telling you, he was one of those drunk drivers though who like pedal to the floor. Like in my opinion, there's two kinds of drunk drivers. There's someone who's just trying to get home with their car. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's better or like you're you're okay doing it. But there are people that drive drunk rather cautiously. They still might get an accident because they're drunk. And then there are, I've seen other drunk drivers where I'm like, this guy is a menace to fucking society. Like, Risky behavior. Yeah. He was a menace to society, unfortunately. And then this podcast finally started to make sense because they really talked about screening. And he got a little technical. Yeah. Because he's as smart as you say, but. Um, I did like that he called Joe on the, what is it, aspiration? The aspiration. Because you don't, he's been pushing that because he heard it from one person. I looked into it and for the most part, you don't have to. But he also said, I, I know from teaching people how to inject testosterone. Which I thought, <laughs> that might be, a, that might be a, a, another story we go into. What kind of doctor are you now? <laughs> he's like the Balco. I was going to say, he's a doctor for A-Rod. He <laughs> just forgot to mention yeah. that. That's how um, he made all his money. Yeah, uh, yeah. he called him out on aspiration. But uh, he was saying every man is going to get prostate cancer. And was stressing that it's like well, you got to get that finger up your ass, yeah, yeah. But I said, I said this, and catching it sooner is always better than later. I said this before: if every man lived to be like 130, you are guaranteed prostate yeah, cancer. I mean, I, I think that he's echoing that. Yeah, it's inevitable. What's crazy is that pre like 1980, if they had to take your prostate out, that was game over for erections, unless you had money. You could probably get some pump or so, something crude. Oh, God. But what yeah. a nightmare. And there was lots of guys like, no, doc. Cancer's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I need my Yeah, direction. I'm going out. Yeah. I can't imagine that choice, though. Imagine being young. Like, it's one thing if you're, like, I guess, like, in your 70s making that choice. You know what I mean? You're like, this thing doesn't get much use. But imagine being 40 in, like, the 70s and having to make that choice. Like, I, I will never, ever have an... I could live to 80, 40 more years. Just go gay. I Why? Wonder, You're just going to suck dick for I, kicks? I don't I understand. I wonder fucked, if, whatever, do, something. do you still get horny and can't get an for election? Sure. Or do you just lose that No, whole... I doubt it. No, guys are fucking taking popsicle sticks, making splints. <laughs> They're finding <laughs> a way, man. Yeah. No, because if you don't have, like... I guess if you have no sex drive, it's not as bad. This is what I mean, But I think right? you still have that. That's like worse than the phantom limb. Oh, shit. Where there's a will, there's a way. I mean... Well, what do you think's worse, Simon? The phantom limb, the phantom itchy limb, or being having a sex drive and zero uh, erection possible? I mean, they're both horrible. Um, probably the sex drive. That phantom limb, which is a more realistic... Yeah. Um, Sounds like a nightmare. Is horrible my grandmother had it she had to get her leg amputated like right at the end of her life and she was like kind of senile at the time and she would always talk about her leg and she'd like i could hear her she would speak yiddish with my dad and i could see her getting like really frustrated oh i can't imagine what are you talking about he's like oh she's talking that's crazy yeah that would be the fucking worst she would like feel her an ankle. insatiable itch that you absolutely like. There's nothing there to scratch. Can it's you just, fucking imagine? It's just weird. Wasn't there a line about that in Yellowstone this week? My granddaddy had a had a missing foot. He said it itched more than anything he'd ever felt in his life. Do you feel like the guy that got locked 
under his gate has some legal recourse. I know. Like, <laughs> he knows exactly who did it, where he works. I mean, yeah. I know they have power, but <laughs> is there a line? No, I think they're just pointing out that Casey is doing whatever the fuck yeah. he wants. Or he goes, I'd like to make a complaint. Sure, go to livestock. It's Casey. Um, I'm here to take your complaint. And then he just punches him in the face. He's in a ghillie suit. You're He's welcome. not even in the office. If you want more, you know where to get it. Um, I thought he was very honest when he said to keto, it's just too hard to keep up keto. Like, thank God there's some honesty, honesty with yeah. super healthy people. Like, it's too much, and, like, I, I want to eat stuff sometimes. But he also said, though, it was it was throwing off his, like, there was some balance that it was throwing off that he couldn't. He was like, it stays in my, remember that he was talking about some drug he was taking as well as the keto that was, like, throwing his workout regime off? I don't know. It was all deep shit. I got to tell you, I really tuned out at this point. Like, I yeah, didn't, no, to be honest, I was listening and I was like, fuck man, I'm going to die in the next 10 years if I don't fucking. Well, he did say that at 75 and over, the biggest threat to you is, is a fall. fall. Yeah. And that, uh, you don't think about it. He called it, uh, I think eccentric strength, but the, it yeah, just slow keeping down yourself and up. Just, yeah. And, um, and these are things you should work on because if you want to be old, you can be able, but if you don't exercise, you cannot. Dude, my great-grandmother, I remember the last 10 years of her life, she must have fallen, like, I think she had six or seven, like, bad falls. Like, two broken hips. I remember one day she showed up, her face was fucked. Like, I just get, that would, like, imagine falling and just, like, not being able to catch yourself at all. That's such a terrible way to live, like. Well, I think about it when it's icy. And oh, even my you God. you able are, like. Yeah. Well, that's why yoga. That's all life when it's dry. Oh, <laughs> 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 we just, it's a chance. That's why yoga is such a good endeavor mm -hmm. because yeah. you're getting all that stretching in. It's building some sort of muscle, but it was working so much on that balance that Kamar was just uh, yeah, alluding saying to. is so the, essential. The, the control, and he said grip strength. That and core. you your grip strength, like, as little things. Like, this is very helpful. Well, I know exactly because I can't, I have zero grip strength in this hand, and it's such a weird feeling. Like if if we were um, if you put a kettlebell in my hand right now, mm -hmm. like I couldn't hold it. Well, there's a certain weight threshold that I'm sure you could, right? Some weight. Like threshold, if you held like a like ten a, pound kettlebell, I'm sure you'd still be able to. But like some weight, a kettlebell that you should be working out with what proportional I'm to your weight. Is I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you should probably have a thirty pound kettlebell. Whatever it is, I can't make my brain tell my hand to do the right thing. But again, is that not something you think you could work on? Like start with a lighter kettlebell in that hand and then kind it's of... It's not the muscle, it's that... But like, even then, like working on the just the grip strength. I mean, I guess. Maybe. I'm just asking the question. I'm not trying to berate you. Yeah, I'm you out of like shape. An asshole. It has nothing to do with being out of shape. It has to do with nerve. I understand, but I'm... You know what? Now I'm going to sound like an asshole. You could at least do something, you fucking piece of shit. Work at it. Let's start working out together. Naked. Go on, Kamar. What I thought was interesting in. in that vein is how you can't break with your left foot. Dude, I it's as they were saying that, because I, I drive right now for work, and all week my the back of my right leg was like in so much pain. And there was times where at the red light, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna give like give my leg a break. And it's it's insane. It just doesn't what have do the mean muscle memory. Well, you can you can do whatever you want. You can break you of course you can break and gas. What he's saying though is the way you break in a car now, which is very smooth. The and feel you have in your calf. The yeah, whole, the, the motion, motion. The motion of braking properly 
is very easy with your right foot. Oh, I see. I see. When you go to break with your left foot, it's like a... It doesn't... It, yeah, you're just... It's you're, got no feel, no touch. Driving standard helps. Yes, like definitely. Developing that... I'm sure it does, yes. Weight for the yeah. clutch makes it so that... Like, I don't feel like I would have that much of a problem. But when was the last time you drove stick? Like... Well, I think I could get in and drive a standard right here now, no problem. But okay, even but I'm just saying it wouldn't be oh, as smooth as if you had been even driving stick. That it because it's it's just such a thing to accelerate and then ease on the brake, or, or you know what I mean. It just has so much more time in the, in the box than the the left foot. Obviously, with the clutching, it's easy. no, no. You're it's absolutely true though. Like if I broke my right foot. Which I have before. Oh, it's a nightmare driving. I've wanted to drive, but I didn't because because you didn't want. I to be would the do it if I had broke my about. left foot. Simon's no, got I his just, right leg over in the passenger side, over the fucking. My, over my the left foot isn't um, Dex, dexterous enough. Yeah, like I don't have the same. I'm with you. Hand eye coordination or foot eye coordination. It doesn't have the memory. If you started at the beginning, maybe. I I bet you could work at it, like you're saying with uh, Matt's precious kettlebells. So this guy. I does, was trying to help <laughs> this fucking guy. Uh, he uh, ruled out corn syrup, like he was just like drinking sugar. The worst way to yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're keeping we slow all, motion suicide, but that, that's just like if you could do anything, don't do that. My thing, Kamar. I'm going to Vegas in December, so I was like, I'm not going to bother going on any sort of diet or working out until that's just a waste. No, that that was the whole thing about the keto. There is no point. It's just too <laughs> just high. stay gross. No, yeah. no. Exercise, like yeah. stay active. That, that's the only thing. Extra size is that e what you extra size more than what you think you do. Do more if you want to have any chance of being somewhat able in your old age. I mean, that was what I got out of this, and it was sort of fitting that it was uh, Movember prostate cancer screening. He raised an awareness, as you said. He did push back and was pro vaccine, anti for the kids. Yeah, and and very leveled how he. Mentioned there's just not enough data for him to see there's a concern. Well, I'm glad he brought up masks. Like lately, being out and around, I'm like, this mask thing is just, it's fucking for the birds. Welcome. We're just absolutely like. And now, now that the heat's on in places, I don't know if you've noticed, but like you start sweating between your yeah, mask yeah. and, oh, it's the worst. The worst. My worst is just forgetting it. Oh, yeah. Just the, being a block yeah. away and realize, like, you guys have cars, whatever, you probably have a mask in it, but if you leave, is like, so many times I've gone in with just my jacket up like this, like the funniest too. The funniest too is then they're like, "No, sir." I'm like, "I'm like, listen." Like the other day, I could see the masks, like you, and I was like, "I'm just gonna put my shit up." And she was like, you "No, you can put your thing up." They I think can't so. No, this woman was like, "No, that. that's not it. It has to be a mask." Her. It's and the I was, same thing. Either way, I was just. It's probably better because you're blocking. It, there's we, no, no we, transmission. No but we, I got just got there. I got to a store the other day. Didn't have my mask. And just went home. Yes. Instead it, of going in like it's, this. It's it's so stupid. But it, this it, is this is better. I, it's stupid. I think it's I think it's but up, it's better up to par considering what we know. It's definitely up to par. It, so was that your first time being in a group setting at that uh, movie you guys went to? Like the most packed. That's I been went the to a most, football game. We, with no, you. no. You, sorry, that's my bad. That's the most packed thing I've gone to. I felt stupid. I went to a <laughs> different movie the other day because I went to see Dune. <laughs> But uh, it was much less people in. No, oh, yeah, feel uncomfortable. Many fewer people. I, I can't. He couldn't. I don't think he could have felt uncomfortable. We were in the frontest row you could be in. The two front rows were totally and empty. And I was on the aisle. and he was on the end. So I he didn't, didn't. I didn't love it though, Kamara. I've I find that lately 
in the past kind of five, six years, yeah, you never. Been my covered. social anxiety has gotten like off the charts, man. Don't get a psychiatrist. Being around people and well, it didn't help that you smoked an entire that you hoofed down an entire joint two seconds before going in. That doesn't affect me. That <laughs> you think that, that makes things better? If anything. does, everyone have to wear a mask in, while they're watching the movie unless they have a soda. <laughs> That was the thing. I wasn't sure. I didn't. That was. Yeah, I know. I I will say, though, Kamar, as a chronic weed smoker and a chronic cougher, it definitely sucks being out in public now, though. Like, we're in this theater and I'm just coughing out of. Yeah. I'm like, I don't have COVID or anything. During Dune, because I was so fucking bored, um, I started thinking about the cough. Mm -hmm. And then that's insane how you can convince yourself, like, you have to cough, cough and it becomes torturous. And then you can't not cough. <coughs> yeah. I, I did that so many times. I was like so about yeah. to say something yeah. for the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> I started doing this during Dune a lot. I did a lot of these. <laughs> but that's yeah. what I'm saying is like in this packed movie, I coughed a couple times and I'm like, fuck. Are that's the like, guy. That's yeah. Guy. Well, fuck. It's fucking ball I didn't, bullshit. I didn't, li- I, didn't like, um, I didn't like being out, being out there in the world. And then we found out uh, I mean, uh, being a dad, being an economist, being a surgeon, he likes to waste cars. And like just Again, under- Again, another rich man's- Under Formula One, like Formula Three or something, which is crazy. But again, you have to be rich because it's also like, oh no, it's someone else's car. I borrow the car from my overly wealthy buddy who like- Well, he's got the simulator, but what I, he was talking about how the simulator can figure out tires. And that's all you, you need to tell me about Formula One, that they drive so hard- the tires don't last, and yeah, they're super nuts. thick tires that they burn through. Like, it's, and even then, though, he was like healing. Like, but Kamar, what's crazy is he's like, my first three rounds, I have to warm the tires up, but, but uh, based before on they're even real life. Yeah, and then they wear through them. Yeah, it's nuts. In a half hour. Yeah, I know. They're, they cannot make a tire that's able to do a whole race. That's how. Like, it's just, it's crazy, man. And uh, obviously he likes it too. And then they got into talking about simulators where simulators was the greatest thing ever. Right? Except for he didn't like the uh, Oculus Rifts. Well, what he said was that the refresh rate on the VR is not good enough. Yet. Yeah, he said if you're flying a flight simulator because the... uh, Less stuff's going on. Nothing's passing you at a great rate of speed. It's all like relative, so... That makes that makes sense. To simulate going 300 kilometers an hour. Because he was saying, he's like, my screen has like a 360 hertz refresh rate, which is just like, or what? I, I can't remember what he said, like 280 frames per second. Like, dude, that's... But there's no way you wouldn't want to do that. Like, oh, it'd be incredible. Did you, ever, did you guys play Gran Turismo? There's a new one coming out. Did you play it though? Like, yeah. I, I'm trying to relate to you. It was the best. Because you had to learn how to drive. You had to actually get your license. Oh, there was nothing to, fake about to it. even get yeah. into the thing. You actually had to learn how to brake. And, like, and you felt like you, you knew how to drive. And you probably do because they do the whole thing. on The, the problem with those games, battles. though, is it's nowhere near the same as it is with a controller with the steering wheel. And this, even then, if you buy a shit steering wheel, it's not the same as if you spent money like Simon's buddy and like... You know what I mean? Like, there's there's levels to that shit for sure. Like, he was saying his steering wheel has feedback. That's the fucking, that's the real deal where it's like. Well, they showed the one that it shakes and everything. Yeah. And so the realism will get there that it'll be undeniable and amazing experience. Well, these you know rigs I mean? that people are making at home, that's like really the first step to Ready Player One, right? Mm-hmm. You have that. Definitely. You throw in a little chip 
and you've kind of bridged the gap, right? Because maybe that chip isn't good enough right now to just put you into a different universe. But if it's good enough to put you into like a half good universe and this takes care of the rest, this in, in-house rig, I mean... We're never going to fucking see human beings again. Well, that it's only getting better, and it, it's undeniable, which I just thought was the irony going to the next one. Like, it's he didn't realize, I think, that it was, it's the same thing, like going into a virtual race world or whatever. It's Instead, if it's woke art and stuff, well, that's stupid, but there is something. Even his... Even his, his bow, his artificial bow hunting end, thing, yeah. Here, where are all those cars? That's what I was thinking about when they were oh, talking about cars. cars. Did, did he have all those cars put on an 18-wheeler? And take Probably, to Austin? Yeah. You know, he had a Corvette. Joe? Or he paid someone to drive them. Or maybe they still <laughs> reside in California. Maybe. I think he still has a place in California. But then I imagine he probably like, ah, who knows? Like, what do I know what Joe talking And yeah. the other weird thing is he broke down exactly, like he said, I was in Miami, people everywhere. Then I took them out. He never said when he took the ivermectin. He, he sort of said right down to the key what he did when he found he was sick. And at no point said, oh, yeah, and I popped the ivermectin. I still find Unless it extra weird. It I still find it extra weird, too, that he, he takes what he calls the kitchen sink, but he specifically is like, I think the monoclonal antibodies help the most. How, can How you would you even know? Like, And no disrespect, if he feels like he got better real quick, you blame the whole kitchen sink, and I'm fine with that. But don't. it's weird to single one out. Like, That's There's the no science. way you could say specifically, I think it was this. Like, okay, fine. You think it was everything. I get it. But he got his doctor to say that, like, the uh, ivermectin has been used four billion times and has maybe, two side effects. Maybe he had been taking ivermectin as a prophylactic that's, that's, the whole time. That's, that's what and I thought. that's why he didn't have to take it. But that wouldn't be saying very much for ivermectin then because Joe still got sick. That's, that's, and he but was keep taking mind, it as a prophylactic. Kamar, if that was the that's case. That's all I was right? saying. Kamar, we've also never... I've, I don't think I've ever said that ivermectin was bad for people and that i my no, whole i only talk about the media like we forgot to mention how they did it on Saturday live last i also week. didn't yeah, say it yeah. was bad for people it, no i was I'm, just saying i don't saying you we were and, and peter adia brought that up he was like the the study on ivermectin when you take out this one study it looks like the efficacy is not that high and that's a problem and again that was but kind it, of my problem with weinstein is like you can't pick and shoot you got to really you know, you got to bog down on what's real and what's not when it comes to studies. And I don't think we, and like Joe, Joe talks about VARES all the time. If you go to the VARES website, which is the um, vaccine, when you have like a, a an issue with a vaccine, the first disclaimer there is like, if you don't know how to properly interpret data, this ain't for you. And they mean like, unless you're a doctor who knows specifically what each data point means and how to interpret it, you can't use this as anything. That's just, anyway. Sorry, and COVID talk sucks. He said he'll never play golf. He broke Jamie's, Jamie's heart, which is weird for a successful rich guy. He's like, he, no, I'll never play golf. He broke Jamie's heart. Um, you never know, though. Something like, that's a weird statement. Something could happen in Joe's life where maybe like... Peter said he'd never play golf. Yeah, I mean, listen, he might not. I've said it before. I'll never Peter play golf. Peter said Joe would never play no, golf? I'll never play golf. He had no interest in golf. You would never play golf. I've played golf, so I, that's not a yeah, true statement. I know you have played golf. But he's got his archery, he's got his car racing. It's like that family. stupid uh, you. Yeah. Did you yeah. see that, Kamar? The Season three? No, no the clip no, from the, Fox News. The news person trying to tell the woman about the show you. 
And he's saying he hasn't seen it. We'll show it to him. Oh, it's very, it's like a who's on first type thing. But Kamara, that's the other thing. If you like, maybe as you get older, if you don't have a hobby, you could pick up golf. But if you already have like four or five hobbies that you're dedicated to, you don't need. And Joe has that. Like he spends one month of the year hunting. It's also a thing though. If you do it and you know, like, okay, I get it. Then, you know, now I have to try to get good at it. Cause I, I see what it is. Except for those natural athletes to just get it. That's what I find the infatuation of golf was. You start and you have this time period where you're like, oh, I get it. I'm just not good because I don't do it. And then three years later, you're doing it like, oh, it's really hard. If Joe hung out with the fellas more, I think he would play golf. But because he does his own thing so much, you know, like, uh, you know, it's such a, like, if you're a young comedian living in Austin, you got nothing to do during the day. Nothing what a to great. Do all day. It's the best golf. It takes up four or five hours of your day. You really felt like you did something, you know. Well, he he feels I feel also it would take away from his productivity. He's got other stuff to do, which very well might be the case. But you make a good point. Like you constantly hear these comedians talk about how they're like, I'm on for like an hour a day. What do I fill my day with? Golf would be the perfect thing. Like you spend 70, 80 bucks, a hundred, let's say one hundred and fifty on the high end, and I yeah, don't your think day money's an object. And if you're no, no, but I'm, yeah, if you're on your own in like a city. While you're doing shows, yeah, it's a great way to kill time. Also, if you're looking to meet people, they Dude, you always could probably pair jump into it. I was just someone. gonna say, yeah, exactly. Most places Especially because oh, will they pair? Busy, okay, I don't know how that they works. They don't give you the choice. Fair enough. Long. And most people don't want to be paired up, Maddie. Like uh, yeah, if, I figured. Of if course, we're going yeah. golfing, and if you go by yourself, solo, yeah, you can golf in two hours. That's the worst. If yeah. they pair you up, you can with golf someone, in two hours. Every by now and again, you meet like a you know a cool person. Yeah, yeah, tells you about some fucking. And the place you go has to be open for golf. But my point though was like, yeah, because I always said, I was like, if I was a touring comedian, I love photography. So going to a different city all the time would be fucking great. You just go to like whatever Absolutely. area you're interested in and you spend a few hours snapping hmm. some pics. That's, but I can't imagine like these guys that have nothing to do, that'd be fucking terrible. Well, it'd be ideal if whatever your like hobby was, you could turn into a business and that way you were, you know, yeah, double dipping birds, the chip. You know, yeah, getting of course. Two birds stoned at once. I mean, again, if I was a touring comedian too, I'd have a vlog on YouTube. I'd be. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd be trying to make every fucking... I'd be like Bert, just whoring myself out. And here we are. Yeah, exactly. That's where you get to. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, get 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 checked, you know, if you're over 40, for sure. I still like this episode. Like, I, I didn't mind. Again, they touched on COVID, which we never love, but... I, I, did, I did not like this episode. It was an hour of them. I know, because you're like me, where it's like, I don't want to put in the effort to get healthy, but I'm going to have to, so I got to fucking start hearing this more often. It's a sweet reminder. I'm telling you, Simon, let's work out, There's bro. been worse health and wellness. Way worse. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Yes. That At least is they talked true. about will, some cool I shit. I yeah. give you that. I give it a two and a half. I give it a two. I give it a two as well. Okay, no agreement there. Oh, no agreement. So close. Well, you oh, you guys are really disagreed, so. Oh, sorry. I could have been the... Uh... All right, well, let's move on to the last one. Tristan. 1736, Tristan Harris and Daniel <laughs> Schmattenberger. Schmattenberger. The end of the world as we know it. Yeah. And I don't feel fine. You, well, don't, you don't feel fine, no. no. I feel scared. Simon's not feeling it. Uh, right off the top here. Joe acknowledges that he gets into conversations sometimes too fast and says, look, I sometimes just start talking. Who are you guys? And they are um, persuasive technology. Tristan. Ethicists. Tristan, yeah. They sort of have created what they are. 
Social media design ethicists. Awesome. Self-made. Amazing. And I believe Daniel Spottenberger is a really heavy breather. Like someone was breathing. Well, and Joe. Heavy in this one. Well, don't forget too, Joe had to keep telling him to get close to the mic. Maybe he's like self-conscious because he's a heavy breather. You know what I mean? So I think that was happening. I thought it was interesting how they equated with uh, social media as magic. He was saying magic is based on the so the magician knowing something about you that you don't know they know, yeah. using against you. The algorithms work the exact same way. Yeah, no, and you don't even realize you're being tricked. That's the biggest trick of them all. You could say it's oh magic. Oh, my God. Well, hold on. I was you so. Say it's ma- you could get away with calling it ma- magic. I've been big on saying no regulation for the reasons they brought up, too. Um, but I was thinking about with the kids. They We regulate stuff for kids all the time. There's no reason we can't do that. But I, I don't know that it should stretch past that necessarily. Well, the one thing they said, no, I, I think that's absolutely right. Because the one thing they said was you can't ask the kids to do differently than what their friends are doing. We know that yeah. that's a fallacy that'll never work. If you try and deny your child mm-hmm. something like it's, it's going to hold Shapiro them back. Experiment. Um, yeah. Cause Ben doesn't let his kids on the internet at all. Yeah. Cause he's a crazy J dash. <laughs> W. Well, that'll either work or it'll either fail. It sort of it seems closer to China's uh, approach. Oh, yes, it does. Yeah. But yeah, so maybe implementing some things for kids. Listen, when you hear the words, this is the thing that I will never leave me ever in my whole life. What is Netflix's biggest yeah, sleep uh, competition? Sleep. That tells you everything you need to know, man. Well, just, I just I was thinking about okay. it like this. I was like. They're duping adults, left, right, and center. Not even them. Russia, China. Adults are being duped left, right, and center. Kids, and I love you, but I was a fucking moron when I was a kid, and there's a good chance you are too. They're probably being duped left, right, well, and center as well. Well, for the same way we don't let them vote, and we don't let, right, like until a certain age, that's when they should be protected by um, things that are obviously doing them harm. Like... And again, it's weird to model yourself after China, but if China's doing it, there's a reason behind it. They obviously have numbers that we obviously have. Like I, I mentioned this stat, I've mentioned this stat multiple times. They <laughs> they polled kids in North America and the UK and kids in China about what they want to be when they grow up. And across the board in North America and the UK was YouTuber influencer. And in China, it's like doctor lawyer. We're fucked. <laughs> We're super fucked because the other quote that they said is, China feels the biggest threat to itself is its own technology companies. Yeah. Like, they have data to say, if we don't do something here, we're going to have a less progressive, uh, productive country, and we can't have that. Well, I was saying it too before, Kamar. It's interesting, because, like, the whole capitalism thing, all these U.S. universities are training Chinese kids who are then just going right back to China and using whatever they learned to fight America or American companies oh, or whatever it may be. They're probably discouraged to come here, though, because... The uh, government can't have as much control. Like They're saying kids can't go on after 10 o'clock. Yeah, but the kids that are being sent over here for university, I'm sure, are already like fucking high level. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm sure they lose some along the wayside where they just get TikTok 25. Maybe, yeah, ah! maybe, yeah. Yeah, the, the freedom just fucking, it's like the, what's the Amish thing? Exactly. The, the Boomschlager or whatever it is. Yeah, Boomschlager. <laughs> what the fuck is uh, it? It's a uh, rum. Yes, rumspieler. No, rum. I think it's the rumspieler. It's rum. Okay. Um, I, I the whole thing is that it's pres- rum speller. 
I don't know. Rum, rum. Either way, I who cares? Know, find out. It's it's is persuasive technology. So there's people who are just geeking out at its possibilities. You know, not even with intent to mind, but finding out how to manipulate people more and more and more. Well, Kamar, you know what's interesting is like, so to set up the um, the website and the drop shipping, I had to YouTube a bunch of like how to do this because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So now my YouTube is filled with um, drop shipping ads and. Uh, drop shippers YouTube channels. And what's hilarious is this one dude, it's showing me all his most popular videos. And the first one is I made how I make 200K a month off drop shipping. And the second one is, again, like how I run my multiple drop shipping stores. And the third one is why you should never get into drop shipping. Here's my full story. So it's like you literally, you see this timeline of this guy. And I was, I was thinking about drop shipping because they try to suck all these people in. And in reality, it's really just the companies like Shopify that are pushing people into it saying, listen, come run a, a drop shipping store. You'll make tons of fucking money. And in reality, most stores are going to fail. You're going to pay them hundreds of dollars to fail. And the outliers, the ones that do succeed, because again, there are people that do succeed in that space or else it wouldn't be a space. But I can tell you from trying to run the small one we do, it's... It's you not easy. It's not easy. Not only do you need volume, but it's just the running of the actual store itself. You have to be very organized. You have to be on point. You have to know what you're doing. It's not just, hey, your average Joe can jump in and because that's how they advertise it, right? Dude, do you know anything about anything? Start just a dropshipping store. But if you don't have someone to sell to, it's a fool's errand. Like, oh my you God. You know what I mean? It's such a bomb line to at least have an audience to get to your store. Yeah. For but even then... So like, I'm going to start a store and then I'm going to get people to come. Like, but it's also data analytics. Like that's what we, you know, we were talking about that a couple minutes ago. Like if you don't know how to interpret all the data properly, you're already 15 steps behind because everyone else is using all that data. <laughs> it's like advertising, you know, like I always think about, should we advertise? No. And I'm always against it. I'm always that's like, the, I don't want to. That's the last, that's the last thing. Rumspringer. Ah, Rumspringer. I, I was close. Rumspieler. I thought it was interesting. I Joe brought extra up German. Joe brought up his uh, conspiracy about the Francis Snogan, whatever name is, the whistleblower. Oh, from Facebook, yeah. I had not heard that. Before, I had not heard that either. He pushed back hard, like he was like, "Are you sure?" Like he, I, he really addressed everything Joe put out there. I, said, I, I don't think that's that's correct, but it could, it does make sense that Facebook allows it's a sanctioned whistleblower or the government. Oh yes, come in here because you helped plead our case. But he was like, I'm pretty sure she was just blowing the top off this thing. Well, it'll be really interesting if in 10 years all these people get out of jail for January 6th and then we find out that it was the FBI who... Because at that point, I'm not defending them. I still feel like you should have a better sense than to listen to some Yahoo. But they have a serious case for entrapment at that point. I think it's a story all the time, though. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I wonder, like, what are the... The like parameters what, of entrapment. I was going to say, what's like the fine uh, print on entrapment? I mean, again, though, if you have a good enough lawyer, if you have enough money, right? And that lawyer can, because Simon, I mean, me and you, we're simple people. But if we were on a jury, it doesn't take a lot for me to see how that's entrapment. Again, I'd have to know the exact parameters or of entrapment. It but it depends on what evidence you're allowed to hear. That's the coolest thing about the jury. If you don't know shit for shit and you just sit in that room and you're only yeah. given information, certain information that you're not given... It's been you know what always fucks me up, though? What always fucks me up, Kamar, is when the jury hears a piece of info and then the judge goes, hold on, 
Let me address the jury for oh, a yeah. second. What you just saw, you Forget cannot that. see. Yeah, yeah and, you, and you're like, pretend like you didn't see <laughs> yeah. that. How? This cannot come into play when you're making your decision. Yeah. It's like a bloody letter that says, I definitely killed well, my wife. It's true, though, but if the judge thinks that that's impossible for them to do, he calls it exculpatory. Yeah, I get it, but I'm just saying, is like, you know. He just pulls out his men in black pen. <laughs> it's wow. just, that's what would be nice if we could do that. So we're just surrounded by disinformation at a level that we can't even comprehend. Even we though can't we hear about even it, comprehend. Uh, you know, every week. Well, I mean, every. it seems like they specifically target every minority group as well. Like every the Russian, majority group. No, no, but I'm just saying the Russian trolls, like, you know what I mean? It seems like any niche group, like Black Lives Matter, Antifa, um, Christian groups, Christian like groups. there was no group that I was. I just think it's a numbers game for them. Of course. Like, or it's equal opportunity. They're just throwing, they are throwing fucking lines into the ocean and waiting to see who bites. But it's not equal opportunity, Kamar. It's we have to piss off every group. No group can be left unpissed off. We have to find a way. Well, no, because those groups are angry because they're not being. But that's perfect. Um, I'm saying <laughs> they have a leg up. It's easier for them. Yeah. Because vision is everything. Yeah. Uh, and then they talked about, this is what I thought was maybe the most concerning, that AI can write code. See, again, though, this is one of those things where, like, do we want to throw the baby out with the bathwater? If you, Kamar, I've tried to write code, it's fucking next level impossible. If me and you had the ability to write code, we could change the world. You might have an idea that you can't possibly put into play right now, but if you could just tell a computer, write this code... Maybe you solve. Yeah, but we, we'd probably. No, but I'm just uh, incels. Do you want a computer to be able to have the ability to decide when it should build another version of itself, or a better version of itself? But again, you're you're doing this thing where we give it some sentient level of. If you just have a computer that just does what you say, and that's how it's programmed, that's how computers work, right? What what, what I wanted to extend it to is just so they said a computer can now write code. There's going to get a point where an individual can use CRISPR and edit genes. Therefore, AI can edit genes. And what if it, like, edited the genes that there's no critical thought about machines? Like, it could edit out its suspicion of what it's up to. I mean, again, yes. If we're, when you look yeah. at a computer, you only see, like, flowers. It's yeah. just an apple. There's apples everywhere. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck's going there, on here? Yeah. There's no question. Like, it, I mean, just people is, typing away on apples. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is what am I doing here? A possibility, like, or just edit out our ability to reproduce. Yeah. So we just burn ourselves out, and it's it's uh, scary. In that uh, persuading an individual is hard, but persuading a group is easy. Yeah, and that, that's what I think goes back to. But that's kind of like the Hitler: the bigger the lie. But I also think that works for like the reason why people do big comedy shows. It's actually easier to be funny, like to a big group, mm, that's than to make one person. Kamar. You know what I mean? That's interesting. I, I don't know if there's anything there. Um, the more radical we get, the more tools we have to push the radical agenda. Well, what was the crazy thing he said about how, like, our minds are still like underdeveloped? Our, our minds are paleo or whatever, <laughs> and our technology is godlike. That was it. And there was one in the middle too that our our like our our. Our reasoning was at like, a, I can't remember, but it was very interesting. Well, that is a really good point, right? Like, what's that law where technology multiplies at a certain I rate? I forget, yeah. It's not Schrodinger. What the fuck is whatever, this? Yeah. 10 times itself every year. But eventually it hits a point but of diminishing. Human, human beings don't accelerate at that rate. 
So we'll always be behind this tech. Like to the point you said earlier, what was that quote you said? I can't remember which one. It was paleo brains, medieval oh. institutions and godlike technology. There you and, go. and godlike technology. <laughs> but that really is it. We are so um, ill prepared for. We've come too far too fast. Well, they brought up, but the, it it is us. That's the weirdest thing. Like it's like this. It's like right. a separate thing. We're looking at it as a alien. I mean, keep in mind too. Like we built this stuff. We built it to help us. That was the whole idea. We're just misusing all of it at every turn, right? Well, it, 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 so it's not so much that we have to worry about um, the computers becoming sentient. We have to worry about us. We are the problem, as always. It's, yes, of course. Right? It's like, like guns. Like you listen, a gun itself, you know, pretty inanimate object. Like needs someone behind it wielding it with bad intent to make it something we have, we terrible. Have the, we have the godlike technology, but we are not gods, so we can't yeah. steward it. The future is always though like uh these computers are going to become sentient. They're going to fight us. Well, that's always the narrative we've made up. There's nothing like necessarily real no, about that. Uh, of course, well, that's but that is like the narrative that, you know, at some point technology is going to get too far advanced and mm -hmm. then that's what's going to happen. But we are much more likely to kill ourselves with that same technology long before that ever happens. Yeah. I've also said there's the other side of the coin too where like, Imagine a world where we were on the cusp of creating, or we did, just before we burnt ourselves out, we created like the perfect AI. And it looked at us as like the creator. And imagine if that AI spent a thousand years using everything we had left behind to like recreate us. You know what I mean? Like X Factor, baby. Maybe that's what we are right now. There you go, dude. The, maybe you oh, are look at Kamar. Whoa, whoa. Well, what I'm thinking too is the weird like, the weird crumbling of society that we're seeing, maybe it's, just bear with me. If we're living in a simulation, maybe it's the simulation imploding on itself due to the fact that the technology within the simulation is catching up to the simulation itself. Does that make sense? Well, surpassing the simulation. Not surpassing, but simulation like... Simulation is Atari. Simon, can't, can't wrap your head around this one, no? So what? So that's making <laughs> like the program crumble? Yeah, sure. Like, think about the Matrix. In the, the story of the Matrix was that there had been seven Matrixes and seven different Neos or the Ones or whatever, right? And every time they had to reset the whole program, that was like the big reset. That was the thing. He chose the doors. It's Think of it like that. Like, Think of it like Y2K. We build these computers 40 years earlier, thinking nothing about the year 2001. We program them in a way that is unforeseeable. Well, computers, you know... Why am I thinking 50 years ahead? And it ends up creating what could have potentially been a problem, but it doesn't because we figure it out. But like, we don't always have the foresight to work that far in advance. Like maybe if this is a simulation, they created it so long ago that they never expected like, like maybe it started off as Westworld. You know what I mean? That's why there were so few people in it at first. It was, that's why the earth didn't have a lot of people because it was just these players. And now there's so many people within it that we've created technology in it that is like catching up to the maximum capacity of the the simulation itself. I sound like a fucking Alex Jones fucking Looney Tunes right hey, now. Nothing is impossible. No, nothing is. Listen, I like having fun with stupid conspiracies too sometimes. Big blank air. Thanks, guys. You still cool. with us there, Kamar? China. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, China. China. We're, we're having this discussion. Yeah. These guys Whoa. are like <laughs> on a hill screaming. Yeah. They're hoping this this gets clickbait like all the other. Yeah. China's had this discussion decided no and implemented. Like they're, who knows how far ahead of they are. And this is what they said. We hate to say that we have to do something like China like restrict access yeah. to the stuff or, or, or well, regulate it as we all say, we can't do that free market or whatever. But they're, they're like, there's only one way to possibly head this off is to regulate it. Well, don't you think we're stuck between like a huge rock and a hard place here? The because biggest. we will, people like Joe will, con- or whoever, everybody will continue to shout, you can't, you can't have the government dictate anymore what you're doing and it'll end up being the death of us. So much freedom will be the thing that kills us. Do you remember that scene from World War Z where he's talking to the guy in the jail cell? The guy's got no teeth. And he's like, so there's a scene where he's, he's, Brad Pitt's flown across the world to figure out the origins of this fucking virus. And he's talking to the CIA guy who's got no teeth. And the CIA guy is like, it was the biggest, uh, what did he call it? It doesn't matter. His point was, North Korea, they had no zombie attacks. And the reason was when they first got the notice of it, they, that was it, social engineering. They removed the teeth of every single um, resident. Anyone that was, that was it. So you could no longer bite someone. So it's almost that level of freedom where like the US would never take the teeth out of all of its people because that's against, that's not freedom. Even if they knew it was the thing that 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 they had to do to save them. Yeah, We will self-destruct before we allow our... Um, freedoms to be trampled on. Yes. And and I I don't know if it's right or wrong, but... By the way... It happened so soon. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if this is real or not, but I saw a tweet from Joe Biden yesterday. He is eliminating private prisons. Really? That'd be one That is Joe. the tweet I saw. We'll, we'll double check and we'll talk about it in the post, Joe. I didn't Joe, hear but anything about that. But interesting. Listen, huh? that has to happen, right? He said, we can't have people profiting off of our uh, our justice system. This has to end. That was the, the tweet. So <laughs> be, so because their corporations, the government is so intertwined, they're able to take that approach of like every five minutes it says, hey, maybe you should be doing this or whatever. Whereas all the companies here won't do that because they'd be shooting themselves in the foot. So maybe that is the sort of regulation like a cripple in, you, you have to implement some sort of discouragement for every hour someone is on your app. That's not a fucking enough. Keep that's in mind, a, that's well, a nice well, little well, add-on. We have to. But it's not enough. Kamar, keep in mind, though, China's end game could have just been, listen, we're going to do things in a way where the states is going to have to mirror us. No matter how fucking authoritarian or crazy Five what we're doing HS. is, the U.S. is going to have to treat its people the way we are or, or they're going to fall behind. Because, like, the empire is clearly crumbling, right? And growing in China at a fucking rapid rate. I mean, I, uh, yeah, listen, maybe. That's a huge long con. Like, we're going to make our populace do this so that the U.S. copies us. Listen, what, I think the only way... It's more likely that they're doing that because it's what they think well, no, is best No, but it's even better. No, we ain't going to ever do that because China does that. Whether it's best for them homes. because they want them to continue to be uh, mindless slaves or because they want a more healthy, robust population... Who fucking knows? I mean, listen, the reason they are an empire is because they still have slavery. Right? That's how you build an empire. Free free labor. You, That's how the U.S. was built. You have to be able That's to have That's how Rome that. was built. You Le- need... You need the level of control over your populace if yeah. you want to be able to do things like that. Because look what happens in the States. And it's probably a good thing 
right? You have the freedom, but then you get into a situation like this where, you know, again, the freedom will be the undoing. But they, they had to have some feeling that if they did not curb social media in their country, they would lose control of their people. Do you know what I mean? Is it lose control of their people like the people are going to know too much, like Scientology and Bounce? Or is it they're no, going like, to lose their people too? But Kamar, you're forgetting. Social productivity. Media. You're yeah. forgetting though, Kamar. They didn't, they did the smart thing. They didn't say no social media. Nope. They just said, we're deciding what you see on social media. Hey, don't you want to be an engineer? Well, and that's why they say we hate to say this to do what China's doing, but we got to do what China's doing. That you was- see, maybe there's a compromise, though, where you take the kind of best parts of what China is doing, but when you do allow that time, it's unfettered, unfiltered, right? The, pro- the big problem, though, is like Russia in the 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever, China is a red-button word in the States, and you will not convince half of their population to do anything close to what China is doing because they will just, even if it's for the best of their country. Oh, it's never going to happen. There's no doubt no. about that. It will never happen. It, um, if, if social media is the AI that will destroy, if it is already sentient and it's already doing what it's supposed to do to wipe out humanity, there is no stopping it. It's also like Kamar said, though, we're in a quagmire where how would you push the perfect message to get people off of social, on social media? media. On social you media. do it on that's, social media. That's what they're saying yeah. on this. But then it would self-destruct. It would be like uh, Mission Impossible. Here is a message, read it, and then boom, your computer explodes. Keep in mind, though, what they're also saying is they were saying, you know, they're like, listen, the internet is a good thing that we can use for it all sorts of good. good. We just have to choose to use it in this way, as opposed to like a gun. You could use a gun to hunt for nourishment, the or you could shoot yourself in the media, dick with it twice a day. Like, the solution to social media was social media. And that's the scariest thing. Yeah. It's just like, uh, I don't know. Um, his buddy invented the infinite scroll. That's got to make you really rich, right? What's the infinite scroll again? <laughs> oh, yeah. But we all do. Like, I thought that's pretty huge. I mean, again, though, that's every app uses that. It, you're forgetting, Kamar. He something. might have like worked for Disney or McDonald's type of shit, where they're just like, "That's ours now." That's you, interesting. I didn't think about that, but right, it's like that famous somebody's. The, what's in the wire? The guy that made chicken nuggets. They're like, "Nah, son, the guy that made chicken nuggets probably work in the basement still. He don't make shit." Like everything scrolls. The scroll is everything. You yeah, know what I mean? When you, you just, imagine, oh, the post was about there, above my phone or whatever. You think you're trying to look, but it's gone. Other thing is. Everyone's feeds are totally different. Yeah. Like you can't fool thing like someone who I know well sort of saw the same thing today on this that I did. Like it's I'd like to test that out though. I'd like to start an account, you start an account, and we both follow like the same six hundred accounts. And check like to it every a day. Like, yeah, well, you know, post did you get? Yeah, that'd be an interesting I'm sure someone's done that, right? There as has long to, as you click on the um You'd have to click on the same shit as well. Same yeah. Stuff, and we'll never do that. But no, but I'm saying as a, I would like someone to do that. I'd like to know the numbers because it's just where they, we all think we sort of get the same information. No one's getting the same information or because I was wondering about memes as reruns. You know, you'll send me a meme and I'll laugh and then next week someone will post it like it's like it gets around in a weird way. Yeah. yeah there's times where people send you like a four year old meme and you're like, thing. oh, dude, I saw that years ago. Whatever. And, and to them, it's, it's the newest thing. Clickbait. Like that's the, the biggest uh what's it called asset or like it's so funny how insatiable some of it is too right but, but, but we're all guilty of it we've what do you said mean, it asset if you can make something that 
get someone to click oh, on something. Oh, I, I see. Gotcha. It's, it's like... Because there's stuff that I know is clickbait. I know a, it in my head. It, it's a bad thing, but it's the ultimate thing. I still click. You know what? Usually when the I... Right words. Yeah. Usually when I get... <clears throat> I'm actually getting fooled. Like, I think I'm getting something, and then I'm I agree. getting something else. It's not... Like, you're saying you know, and then you know. What I'm saying is this. Like, okay, let's say... Um, Let's say a new video game's coming out. There hasn't been a beta, an alpha, nothing. Someone will post a video where the screenshot looks like they're playing the new game. And then you click on it. And I always do this because I'm like, I know he's not playing the new game. I click on it and then it's him playing the old game, talking about features that he thinks are in the new. Again, there's a million ways to clickbait people in and they almost... Yeah. It's it like happens you may go, to me all the time. You may go through two Bigfoot ads. websites. There you go. Because what'll happen is they'll reword the title yeah. of a video. So you think you're getting something new, but it's just I same old bullshit. I love the guys in the uh, Bigfoot clickbait office. Got another one. <laughs> Coming down the pipe. If you don't think that China is in there infiltrating themselves into Bigfoot groups. Of course. They're everywhere, man. Anywhere and Just sowing dissent, whether, you know, Bigfoot is an animal or it's paranormal. Like, there's so many groups that they're... <laughs> I love the thought that you could be walking through the forest in China and come across the Chinese government's propaganda wing where they're taking photos of, like, a Chinese dude in a... Like, sweating his ass off in a Bigfoot costume. You know what I mean? They're like, you're like, what's this for? Like, nothing, nothing, nothing. Just you keep moving. catch up with the times. <laughs> Two billion... Fake accounts on Facebook. A quarter. A quarter. Wow. It, I'm this, just saying, if you do the math on a year, that's fucking 8 billion. This isn't it just, sorry, isn't it just a, like a giant TikTok house? It's like a giant TikTok fucking, you know, those mansions? Yeah. That's what it, those Chinese factories would be. It's just our, their the version of it. The guy in the Bigfoot yeah. yeah, yeah. costume. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Come on. I mean, it is crazy, Kamar. Like, think about it. 8 billion. How many fucking accounts are there? If they're deleting 8 billion a year. Well, just trying to how many more people you got to hire to go through those accounts. You guys were talking about shut the fuck up, hire more people. Like the numbers are astronomical, you know what I mean? But again, well, you use an algorithm to I decide was, what's real I or was, fake. I was going to say, and at, you, there's an algor the algorithm. And then you're well, back there's to an algorithm that can get you 99% of the way and then hire enough fucking people to do the legwork on the rest of it. Man. How about like, this? You guys are like, you guys are some of the richest companies in the world. Figure out a way, anything that comes from Russia or China, you flag immediately, is immediately flagged. How about that? That's Listen, this is the US. If this is a cold war, which it clearly is, do the right, do what you guys did in the 60s. You're lying to us anyway. So why don't you just start stopping all the shit from Russia and China from getting in? I'm sure they all have it set in for them to be as profitable as they want. By 10 years from now, we want to have half human people working here. More algorithm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's already put in. There's no way they're going to revert and hire people because that doesn't work with their earnings projections does that not make sense yes and no though like you got to realize i realize what you're talking about they we have believe to what is right they have to grow exponentially every year i understand that but i'm also saying like they're just going to do that through like rebranding as meta or doing creating the metaverse or whatever they don't i don't know they make come on they make astronomical amounts of money listen they're never you're never going to be able to take the freedom away from the people the people are always going to be able to decide Make these companies, these megaliths, bow to your fucking governmental power. That's where the government should be flexing their muscle. 
is like exactly what you're saying. Make these companies make sure that no fucking trolls get through yeah. by spending millions and millions of dollars on uh, firewalls or whatever the fuck it takes to keep them out, to make this into a, a metaverse or whatever it is. I mean, I think the most insidious thing is that the CIA and the NSA both most likely have all of this information at their fingertips. They own they know, Facebook. They know where it's coming from. They know who the players are. They own Facebook. And yet nothing is really being done. So Zuckerman is just By a the way, fucking shill. I take it neither of you have watched any of the Jon Stewart episodes? Dude, the last one they did was about... The last one might have actually been guns, but the one before that was the economy. Very eye-opening. Very interesting. They were just talking about how... Um, they bailed out the banks and they asked, they were asked why you bailed out the banks and not the people. Cause you could have, you could have spent that money on everyone's mortgage, right? Cause all these mortgages were going to default. And they were like, well, we can't, we can't just let people be signing mortgages willy nilly. They have to learn a lesson here. And it was like, but you gave all these banks and then you gave them a blank check where they could. Now these guys, Peter Adia talked about it. He was like, they paid things. back all the money. I don't care whether they paid back the money or not. That's a moot point to me. They should have to pay back the money. They shouldn't be able to pay until they've paid back the money. There shouldn't be any bonuses or anything like that. That should have been written in. That's easy. Because how many people lost their homes? How many? And then he spoke about how they were like, if, if it's really a free market economy, why does the government bail out so many companies? Why does this happen all the time? The government picks winners and losers all the fucking time. And that's not how it works. If my, if my business, if your business fails tomorrow, Simon, you can't go to the government. They're not going to give you jack shit. They're going to say, sorry, sir. Of course. And they're going to give you your walking papers. But again, if you're too big to fail or if you have some sort of like, in, it's very odd. Could it's you, very odd. Could you imagine what it would be like if an entity was able to implement the blockchain into government? They would scour like rats. If every single transaction, there's no money out the side door, like, or if there is, it's accounted for. Like It would destroy government as we know it. If everything was based on yeah, blockchain, the government couldn't. If it was checks and balances, there's no way that it functions. Well, okay, this is something that has to happen. Like these guys are saying, based on what there is hope, that has to happen because th that the government has to change to be held accountable, right? They have to get rid of the reshare button. They're saying that in itself would be huge because it's just too easy. For you to read the headline, think it's what you're sending, and pass and it along reshare. to you. You yeah. have to invest huh. in the post. Well, that's and send a, it that's an easy one. What the fuck is reshare? Why is that necessary, anyways? How about this? The reshare should just be like, because I've taken a test online, and they they can tell by how long you've been on the page whether you've read it or not. It should be like if you've taken the time to read the whole thing, then maybe you can reshare it. You know what I mean? Like if eyes on the if it's an article that takes you ten minutes to read. You better have spent the 10 minutes. Maybe I'm just saying, because mm -hmm. I, the reshare one seemed odd to me. Like people are still, I copy paste links all the time. Well, the, uh, well but that uh, at least you have to do something. Much. So that much is going to stop a schmuck like me from ever passing any guess, nonsense sure. along. You'll never have to read a Bigfoot thing ever, Matt. Sure. But my point is, is like, I can't grasp at straws at tangible things yeah. that could be done That's to fight see, back. Well, yeah. And those are the ones you're going to have to grasp to, Kamar, because the one that you need to do is impossible. Well, and the only way we can spread this message is through social media. Again, yeah, it keeps coming yeah. back to how we fix it. Like, it could be such a tool for health, wellness, everything, but there's no Mooney in that. 
Yeah. So this is the problem. The internet is fine. The internet isn't the problem. Again, the internet is just hooking computers up. So the, there's no there. The internet our is, inability to the, grasp what it is is the problem. The internet is not a thing. Like we it's, keep we keep acting like the internet is some insidious thing. It's hook. As soon as you hook two computers up, that you have an internet. So the ability for everyone to get information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see, it's we're we're in between a rock and a hard place, man. The only way to get this across is with using that which is destroying us. We're between two rocks. It's a catch twenty-two. Uh, what I wrote down here is somehow we have to focus on making reality way more enticing than virtual reality. How are you going to do that? Meditation, uh, silent, silent, whatever, whatever Joe was saying. Things that cannot be found there, experience, whatever, sensation that cannot be generated by AI at this point. The problem though is like it's very. Uh, it's the problem, problem though is if you're broke, there, there really can't be, other than getting a bunch of money, there can't be a way around. You know, if you live in a shit place and you're broke and you can't go out of that shit place, of course, some sort of... Of course. Well, it's, it's, can you get high online? Do, could you argue? Could Kamar, you ar- can you get high online? Not yet. No, this is what I'm saying. Until you can get high online, yeah. there'll be some sort there's of There's always something Because to- even then, Kamar, you know what I go back to? It's that line in... Uh, in Goodwill Hunting, where he's like, what does the Sistine Chapel smell like? You know what I mean? He's, he's got all this knowledge, but he doesn't actually... He has no idea what the place looks or smells like. He can quote all these fucking... It's kind of the same thing where like, again, if you have all the money in the world, there's no way you'd want to live in some virtual world. You might dabble in it, you know, like... I don't... I, I think even the richest person in the world could just find this even better. I have even more control. I can, well, as long as they're... I can kill all the five-year-old girls I want to and not have to worry about them coming to my island or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's well, too I mean, enticing. But I mean, again, you're thinking about, but talk about, like, think about it. Grand Theft Auto is a very rudimentary example of what you're talking about. Yes. No, that's I can hop in, example. I can hop in Grand Theft Auto right now. I can get a whore to jump in the back of my car. She can service me and then I can beat her to death if I want. And then I go back to my life as a non-whore killer. You know what I mean? Like it's just going to be So isn't that like the reality. best thing ever then? You could have a place where like, this is going to be so gross, but pedophiles could go to do what they needed to do. So they never had to do it in the real world. I mean, the argument there is that, and there's a lot of data behind this is that it's just, it's like a murderer. If you keep insatiating them, it only gets worse. Right. So there's a good chance they're going to want to act again. So if you get all your murdering out in the virtual world, you think you still need to come to the real world and murder again. We don't know when we're talking about grand theft auto. Again, I was saying it's super rudimentary. If we're talking about a real life, like it genuinely feels like you're killing someone. Maybe you're right. Maybe you could even use it as a therapeutic, right? Like where a, like, think about it like this. If it's a matrix type thing, a psychiatrist could go into a world with you watch you kill someone and then sit there and discuss it with you where you don't even have to be worried because the person you killed isn't real and you can describe to that person. Well, I mean, they're almost there. Like my dad was telling me about some program to get over your fear of flying where you go and you do like a virtual flight. Sure. It it literally feels like you're on the plane. I mean, I said to you, I thought it would be interesting if you played like flight simulator or something because they've Mm -hmm. made it so real now that maybe it would be like that sort of thing you needed. But I'm not afraid to fly the plane myself. Yeah, no, it's you don't want to sit in the back. What if we could find out genes that predispose (laughs) people to be killers and just take that out? 
And if the computer does that by itself, then well, I mean, keep in mind too. <laughs> I heard I heard a stat the other day where like there's certain cancers now where they can give it to a machine and it will spot the cancer with the efficiency that no human eye could. Yes, even yes. the even the most trained because it's a very specific thing. So it's you have the to kind compare of, like a thousand. That's uh, it. You have to have. In one there you go. You have to have seen all these in the past to be able to say that's not right. That's a cancer. Whereas this machine is just seen millions of them. And it's like, that's definitely a cancer. Fuck, what was the point I was going to make? It doesn't matter. The point uh, is, is like that, that sort of thing. Ah, who cares? I can't remember. The pot got me. <laughs> what social media Apple have to do, something they could do right now is give out more information. Like you said, like a billion people spend this much time. Like they have all these stats. Of they course. know exactly who's addictive and spread awareness like uh, cigarette warnings. I mean, keep if you use it like uh, six zillion hours have been looked at in the last. But keep day in mind, that's why Apple and they spoke about it. That's why Apple tried to go out of their way to be like, "Look, we're going to give you guys. It's up to you to look at it. We can't force you, but it's up. It, it's all that info's there. You can go on your phone and go, "Holy shit, and, I spent." And, and Joe was eating it up, but it could be Apple's doing that because they know the evil shit or manipulative stuff they've done. It's like I maybe, yeah, that's something that very well could happen kamar that idea that every time you turn on your phone to use instagram a giant black screen comes on from the government where they give you whatever fucking but no one statistic, wants that. but just wait sure whatever statistics they want about 17 people killed themselves today because they're depressed thank you exactly or. bullying has gone up this much whatever the message is we accept those things for cigarettes yeah why is it not the same for social media? It's just another thing that people is people are addicted to that is not good for you. So if you want something enough, you're willing to give up that tiny little bit of freedom in order to get it. And we do it all the time. Sure. Yeah. Licenses, yeah, uh, yeah. right? Like it's endless. Vaccines, whatever it is. This is just another example of that. Warnings on any medication. And listen, sometimes those things are for your best interest. You might not want to hear it because nobody can tell you what the fuck to do. Yeah. And again, if like the cigarette packages, you can ignore them, but they're there. Well, no, it's funny you mentioned cigarettes because like, you know, I remember 99 when they said you can no longer smoke inside. And we were all just like, well, this isn't going to work. No one's going to fucking... Everyone had to fall in you line. You can't tell us where to smoke. Everyone fell in line. Yeah, even, the, even the bars that got lawyers and held out like two, three years. The difference on that one, Maddie, yeah. and the difference it is, is that me smoking inside affects you. Well, no, they actually came out. And so it's funny, 20 years later... They've now done a new study where they're like secondhand smoke is nowhere near as deadly as we thought it's it was. It's still not good for those. I get people. it. I get it. Even that, but you didn't let me coke inside doesn't affect me. You didn't let me finish though. They also, when they introduced uh, the massive warning on the label again, everyone was like, "What a waste! This is fucking stupid." It's it's cut cigarette smoking down drastically. So it's worked. So that's good. This is what I'm saying. Is these things again? So though, then it'll work with social media. This is what too. I'm saying. Is we often it's do not this. Unreasonable. Again, I, I spoke about it a couple weeks ago. Someone shared a video the other day of uh, when they made it mandatory to wear seatbelts in 1986, and they had a Push video. Of, they had a video of all these people being like, "This is the most un-American bullshit ever." Like my freedoms being yep. entrenched. You know what I mean? And it, again, everyone eventually fell in line, and I'm sure auto deaths went down fucking drastically. Like again, the private company 
has to take this on or we're China and the government's making them do it. They think five years. The private company is not going to take it on. That is never going to happen. What is the incentive for them to do? But we're not fucked because there is a way for the government to take care of this without um, it it being a total revolt by the people because our freedoms have been hijacked, you know? Let me ask you this. This is a fun a fun question. Um, if tomorrow the government came in and said, we're shutting down all social media, we're not letting these companies operate in our country until they get follow these certain guidelines, do you think the people would revolt or would it be like cigarettes? I think in that case, the people would revolt because all of a sudden they're going from something to nothing. That's not how you do that. I mean, the problem, the, I mean? the problem you have, well, of course you you're can't, not I'll, saying that you're saying for three minutes, you have to watch this. I get it. But I'm just saying, I'm is. saying if they did the China route, if they were like, this is, we have to shut it down. But I guess the problem is to, you then have the Joe argument of like, there's a lot of people that make their money off social media, especially in this day and yep. age. There's a lot of people. So if you just shut it down, you'd be killing how many fucking small businesses like overnight. Yep. I mean, that's the weirdest part. When you think well, about here, social media... Here's the problem, though, Okay, Maddie. go ahead. The idea of, like, a business in a community, let's say, that has, like, a brick-and-mortar store. You're paying into that community to help. You know, the idea is that money is going all the way around, yeah. you know? There's, like, some... Yeah, yeah. When all these people just get rich off the internet, there's no kind of, like, payback to make sure that that money gets put back into play, I guess. It's almost like it just goes away. Does that make sense? Um, yes and no. I mean, you're, you're talking about a small, the real- Like you're still paying taxes, so- Sure, the money you're talking about in reality, not going back into the system is overly rich billionaires just hoarding cash. Like what you're talking about is a small chunk of the iceberg, I think. Yeah, fair enough. Just the tip, Yeah, you know? it's true, because all of that money combined doesn't make up for one Jeff Bezos, right? Exactly, so. whose money is never, like the majority of his money is never going to make it back into the system in, in any way, unless, unless he, I don't know, I don't see how. I just like, yeah, there's a ton of people who only make their money off of the, um, off of social media, let's say, but I don't know. They didn't always, right? Like there was a long time where social media didn't exist and you made money without it. I just, I don't know, man. Like that's possible. Yeah. I mean, anything is possible. I just don't know how we get there. Was that it, Kamar? You're done? Well, there was just the, the one thing he says technology has gone so far from human nature but technology is human nature. like it's it's the craziest conundrum ever you know like the wheel in the cart to get the fun yeah. like it's it's our nature to make technology like so it isn't so far but we have lost no one could foresee that we can't ha- we just can't handle the truth or the the, the, the technology as it were I think education at the end of the day is the big problem. If people, media. if people, well, no, but I'm just saying if people were more, if we did a better job of educating the public, we wouldn't be so far behind the technology. The problem I know, is, but now they're saying the only way we can I get it. I understand. Yes, the social I know. Media and, they're back and, and blockchain in the government. I think this was super interesting, but more doomed, more, more doom, doom and gloom yeah. oh, than yeah. the ray of sunshine they thought they were bringing yeah. to you guys. Scott, I agree with you, Kamar. You have to get the message through social media. But I, you guys scoffed at my Mission Impossible. 
but that might be the answer. Everyone's phone blows up in their hand. It's a, you hear this and then boom. Seems a bit aggressive, but it might be the play. It might be the play. Sounds Chinese to me. And this was riddled with old references of stuff that we've talked about, like Mm -hmm. other cases, the Russians. I mean, this was everything. The future is much more likely that we um, integrate this already, this system that's already destroying us into ourselves to make it go faster than us getting rid of it and turning around to doing something that we did before. Does that make sense? I know I said a lot of different things there. Um, <laughs> I think they believe in five years it'll be out of our control. Right? Like, we are, we're more likely, right now, we can all agree that social media is going to be our demise. Yes. So instead of, you know, putting a stop to it right now, going back to the way it was before, we are going to implant these, this whole social media thing right into our brainwave you like, can't beat him, join him. Well, it'll be our demise. If that is the case, if that's what we do, we're just hijacking, like, it's our demise it that much or easier, our evolution. I guess into something that's not going to be us. I mean, again, though, we always talk about this. This isn't going to be in our lifetime. Five if it years, is, it'll be at the tail end. Well, not in our heads where you, social media is. You putting in. a chip into your head yeah. to, to replace your phone, mm-hmm. I, don't, I think that's well in your lifetime. Look at look at the rate that Elon's doing his shit, man. Like Yeah, but even then, think about twenty years. I'll be sixty. And then maybe mm-hmm. I have twenty years left. That'll be so, iPhone. Well, then they put that chip in but you I just and said then you the have tail another end. 70, um, 80, be, 90 iPhone years. 33. iPhone thirty-three. Are we done then? Do you want to rate it? Rate it. They'll be at like iPhone a thousand by then. Not I, twenty years if there's one every year, but yeah, you're right. No, I give it a three. It's exponential. You'll be getting like twelve a year. You'll be getting one a month. A new iPhone a month. Sweet. I give it a three. There was good pushback, but it was more doom than gloom. Simon? Is um, dead air forever? Or? No, because I'm really thinking about this. Mm-hmm. I want to... This will fuck up my thing. Because now that I think about this, this one gets a four... Uh-oh. 4.6. No way. Yeah. Wow, Simon just gave out a five. Yeah. This Simon would be as close to a five wow. as I'm going to get. Only because wow. these guys took an opportunity on Rogan to talk about the most important thing. The thing that affects us the most. All of us. More than anything else, it's this. And these guys fucking went out there and tried to do it, man. And nobody's going to fucking listen. And right away, all they, all that happened was a bunch of people learned about it by it being shared on social media, Kamar. So Whoa. there's your problem. A little Ric Flair from Kamar. Whoa. All right. So Simon, that's probably the highest rating from Simon ever outside of Shane Dorian. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate the shit of you. If you made it this far, that's incredible. Uh, maybe you're willing to go a bit further. We have an Instagram and a Twitter. They're both at JREE podcast. If you want to, uh, follow us, we have no idea what we're doing on social media. It's not one of those, like we're never trying to it's push my anything. Forte. Yeah. So just go and join. Why not? We can't figure out why we want you to we join. We don't want to get involved. That's well, it's that's all, it. I, I always push these things. We're not selling you anything on, on our Instagram or our Twitter. You might get the occasional drunk tweet from Kamar talking about how terrible the Dems are. That's about it. No, well, now after you've censored me. <laughs> oh, fuck off, this guy. <laughs> you sent me a message saying I couldn't do that anymore. Well, I just said I, I don't like think it's... Like, that's I, why you have your own Yes, I just said Instagram. it's. it sounds... I always try to game the algorithm. <laughs> okay, <Bob>. fine, whatever. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Kamar has his own Instagram. At Kamar Babar. That's the one, Kamar. That's you where you talk about the Dems. But someone needs to like what Kamar Babar posts. <laughs> okay. 
you can follow me on Instagram at Floydy, F-L-O-Y-D with five E's. Uh, there's a subreddit. It's r slash J-R-E-E podcast. If you want to join in the conversation, there's only some fun stuff going on over there. Uh, of course, if you want to watch the show, uh, it's really up to my computer whether you can watch anything or not. It's kind of roll of the dice right now. It's youtube.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. I might buy us a computer this week. I'm not going to lie. Do it, man. I might. It's just driving me crazy. Um, and the Patreon, of course, if you want to help us buy a computer, it's patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. You can support the show for as little as $5 a month. For that $5, you get the post show. It's the show after show where we shoot the shit. And you will also get... Um, Oh, the backlog of episodes of This Won't Age Well, the show where we went back and uh, we listened to old hours. episodes. And 50 we, hours of 50 content. Hours. Additional My content word. to the thousands of hours we put out for free. It's, wow. It's a no-brainer. Wow. it's Yeah, it's really a no-brainer. Um, and thank you to The Recount for sponsoring this episode. Go check them out. The link will be in the description. Um, Is that a podcast about Donald Trump? Uh, it's a podcast. I don't think I have the ad copy yet, so I'm unfortunately a little bit behind. Kamara's getting up to piss, I assume. You're, there we go. You're leaving? Oh, I forgot about that. Of course. Go to wearenotjoerogan.com and uh, buy yourself some merch. Christmas is right around the corner. Uh, shipping can take a while depending on where you are. It's usually like a three-week turnaround. At least that's what I've experienced. So if you want to get that shit for Christmas, wearenotjoerogan.com. Buy yourself a fucking hoodie, a t-shirt, a sweater. Maybe if you live in North America, you want a mug, whatever. Any support, we're so thankful for. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We love the shit out of you. We hope you have a great week. Enjoy your weekend. And uh, if you're on the Patreon, stick around for the post, show. And as usual, get off of social media. Keep your eyes open.